Good morning, RC After Hours in the studio. I know, I know it's been a long time. I apologize. You can yell and scream at me. It's probably been, I don't know, three weeks. But we're back in the studio. Going to do a little recap of Flight Fest 20, or I should say Mud Fest 2017. <laughs> uh, joining us today in studio, Mike Coolins. Hello. And the crazy Canadian who's probably finally just got his voice back, yes. Andre getting Russo. There, there, yes. How you Good doing? Morning. Good morning. I'm all right. I was flying. <laughs> You've been flying, man. I'm impressed. I'm. That's awesome. Adam's killing me. He said he got up at six on vacation. I got up at eight, and I'm not even on vacation. Oh, that's my favorite thing to do is get up early on vacation and like before what anybody's is wrong up. With you no. Guys? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. oh my I lord. Got I, I got up last two mornings, and I've gone flying to both mornings before any of the crowds show up at the field. So that's the way to go. And as you see, it's about quarter after nine here, Eastern Standard Time in Ohio. We're a little later than usual. You Mike was in, out late. He's like, man, I'm going to a ball game anyway. We can do it a little later. I'm going to be really tough. Like, yeah, then sure. it goes 10 innings. I'm like, oh, no, please don't let this go longer <laughs> than 10. And uh, Francis Lindor hit a, a walk-off home run. Which oh. just, just got the people fired up. It was pretty cool. And then nice. I had an awesome fireworks show. Yeah sponsored by my company first energy oh yeah that's right <laughs> but it was awesome it was a rocking blast all but right i didn't get home to like 1 30 oh my or gosh two in the morning so. oh my gosh well you're here that's all yep. that matters so thanks yeah. for joining us real quick uh thanks to rcexplorer.se for uh helping keep this thing going on my shirt there on your sh uh, real well, quick that's a whole nother yeah story. we'll real, get to that too well just real quick david i know you listen to the podcast sometimes it's two three weeks later but your shirt's we're so popular. Like Mike and I wore our RC Explorer shirts, and everybody wanted one. There like, was one individual trying to rip it off my back. Yes, literally. and <laughs> I think, I, honestly, David Vinstol, I think I got yeah. offered up to seventy-five dollars for the shirt off my back. Uh, so just nice. something to think about. And I was really close to giving my away, but I'm like, you know what? This was a gift to me, and I love it so much. I mean, it. I I was that close to giving it away, and I'm like, I can't do it. When I you know. told me he didn't make them anymore, I'm like, yeah. oh, I can't do it now. So, so David, just a thought. You might think about maybe uh, getting some shirts because there's a they lot of it. high demand. They for love them. it over yeah. here, and I love it as well. It's awesome shirt. Thank you again, all our Patreon uh, people. Listen, if it wasn't for you guys, we probably wouldn't be doing this at all. Big thank you, and hopefully we're going to get back on track. I know we've been away. I had some health issues, and then we had Flight Fest, and we're way behind on everything, but we'll get the ball rolling and get some more content out for you guys, and we're going to take care of you soon, hopefully. We're working on that. So thanks again for everybody. If you want to help us out, just go to patreon.com slash RC after hours. I don't care what you donate. If it's a dollar, if everybody donate a dollar, that's fantastic. It really helps us out. So, and if you can't do that, uh, again, paypal.me slash RC after hours. It's just another way I to know, help I us out. I had some kids come to me like, I'm so sorry. I didn't, I don't have a credit card that, yet. I'm like, oh man, don't worry about yeah, that. Yeah, no, not a big deal. <laughs> just enjoy the, enjoy not the a show. Not a big deal. Back with it. And last but not least, real quick, we got to mention this episode is brought to you by a really good friend and one of the guys I love to hang out and talk to. And luckily he had him and his family at Flight Fest. Thank you, Adam Drain. Uh, the Flight Fest recap is is uh, brought to you by Adam Drain, uh, and we wanted to give a shout out to the Liberty 
foundation.org and that's the b17 program that they run where they take it out and display it and let you go through it and give rides and just go to libertyfoundation.org they have all their um, dates on there and there's more i think going to be added but if you're in the july 29th and 30th in the erie area they're going to be there giving rides august 5th through the 6th they're in pittsburgh august 12th through the 13th they're going to be in buffalo now, real quick, I know I've talked about this a million times, but a couple of our good friends, Mike Finley and Joshua Ash, also got a chance to fly on the B-17. Everybody I have ever talked to that got to ride on the B-17 says it is an experience of a lifetime, and it's just so hard to describe that, Mike, until you've actually done it. It looks awesome. And when you do it, it's... It, the video doesn't capture no, the experience. No, it's unbelievable. Sure. Yeah. So, and these airplanes are dwindling, folks. They're not going to be around for a, you know, I can't see a long time here or who knows. I think there's eight, maybe nine still flying. I don't know. But so, excuse me, if you get a chance, go check it out. Thanks, Adam Drain and the Liberty Foundation. Um, check it out and go see the B-17. It's just a phenomenal airplane. Okay. So where do we start? Mudfest. <laughs> mud fest 2017 i mean it was thursday like was wow wednesday thursday thursday all right andre you you start <laughs> you because were, you yeah you were there before most you of got there earlier you when did you yeah. get in tuesday tuesday just after lunch and uh it, it went uh the rains arrived shortly after we had actually gotten our tent up i'd gotten my tent up you mean your hotel, I, hotel my tent? hotel yeah the hampton inn. chateau russo <laughs> i mean this thing could seat th- at least 50 <laughs> oh, it was, it was, oh man that it thing was, was big it enormous was big. how many is that rated for really in all uh nine i think nine sleeping bags <laughs> or two queen size mattresses so wow it was it was command se- well not command center but it was <laughs> Yeah. nice hey it was $20 and more than buying a smaller tent and my wife was like well now we can go out and camp at two with, and have two rooms I'm like you're gonna go camping with me <laughs> but oh, it worked fun. out it worked out really well actually it stayed really dry but Tuesday afternoon we got hammered that first bit of rain came in and Eddie and I were trying to take down Ben Greenwell's um, awning on his trailer and it was so wet that I'm like, Eddie, put my phone inside the camper right away because we were just – we're trying, we're inside the awning and we're getting, being buffeted against the trailer and the awning with the rain. And my, like instantaneously, my boots within an hour of being on the ground were soaked. So I was like, all right, break out the rubber boots and everything. But it was, um, it was crazy right off the bat. And if my information is correct or if I was told, between Tuesday and Thursday, we had 160 millimeters of rain, so 16 wow. centimeters. Wow, That's I don't know a, what that is in inches, but it sounds like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> More than you would want for an event like that. And you know, and the ground, of course, uh, you know, just it just it, it just didn't absorb any of the water at all, right? So, yeah, we started Mudfest off real early. <laughs> and I I got you know I took off a couple of days of work to hang out and. Thursday morning I got up, man, it was pouring like literally <laughs> pouring, and I was yeah. I was looking. At some of the videos, I know like Joshua Orchard, Patrick Murphy were wandering around doing some live feeds and like they had boots up to their knees and there were spots like the water was almost over their boots out walking around. It was unbelievable. And right I te- by the store. 
right by the oh, store. Oh, by the store. Where everything was collecting. And I was oh my like, gosh. Tuesday night, Chris, Tuesday night, Austin uh, Fury, John Fury and I were, were extracting uh, the tent setup crews because they tried to set the stuff up on Monday and everything. They got stuck. Like a truck got stuck right in the middle where the store was. And it took us forever to get them, to get them out. And then Tuesday night when the crews were all trying to leave, there was like three of three of the four trucks got stuck. So John was into that big red rig and Austin mm-hmm. and I were helping out. This was like, you know, 11 o'clock, almost midnight. You know, wow. We were those crews, those tank guys, they, you think we worked hard or just stuff hard? They work crazy hours. They work insanely hard. And then it's like, okay, go to bed, get up at six o'clock and do this again at another event, you know? So, but yeah, we were extracting vehicles like right, like, as soon as the event was on, we were extracting vehicles. So that was a little crazy. Yeah, Ryan Pop Pap said that uh, Josh almost lost his boots a couple times. <laughs> There's some serious puddles. I mean, I couldn't believe the water. So, you know, I got up and I texted you like pouring down rain. I'm like, dude. I'm like, it's about noon. What so. I go, I don't know, man. What do you think? And you're like, man, if you really like the mud, come on out, you know. Yeah. And half, yeah. half, half joking, I was kind of like, well, you know, if John needs me to run the tractor or anything like that, or you guys need extra help, you know, I, I mean, I was willing to help. Don't get me wrong, but I was kind of half joking, you know, and I'm, and you fired right back like, yes, John says, yes, come down right away as soon as you can get here. So I hey. called. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I, I uh, was on, I, I got in the truck and started I heading said I down would ride along with you. Yeah, and I texted Mike. I said, Hey man, I'm heading down. He's like, well, come get me, you know, <laughs> screw it. I'm like, doesn't right. scare yeah. me. I was there too. Or what, what was it? Wednesday, Wednesday night. Thursday. night. Yeah. yeah. Thursday. And I'm like, but then you said you had work clothes in the back of your truck. And then I got really scared. I'm like, Oh crap. What are we getting ourselves into? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I didn't bring any work clothes. <laughs> I pick up Mike. I got my boots, my Gore-Tex socks and my rain gear and gloves like, where's your planes i don't bring my yeah, planes <laughs> we need chains we got four feet of mud <laughs> we need chains yeah not planes. You know, i work outside every day so i know you know i'm like oh, i'm throwing this stuff in here just well, in i did case. at least have boots on yeah. thank god i knew i uh, yeah they john john made a good suggestion and uh luckily they it just worked out that big red tractor was worth its weight in gold, man. Oh, that absolutely! Thing so hard. Was that a neighbor's but, or something? Yeah, we did they, meet the owner. Yeah, I know a couple friend, times. Friend of the family kind of thing, and yeah. it's like it, that it's thing a, was uh, so yeah. clean. But after the event, we, when we returned it to the guy, we're like, "It's a little muddy." <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, felt horrible. I know. Just a little. Just a little. Uh, and. I have to say, I don't, th- I, I don't think I slung that many ha- bales of straw in 2015. Like this year, man, <laughs> it was a good body workout. I tell oh, you, I think it was the worst rain they ever encountered for the event. Oh, that's for sure. That was, it was intense, and like so, I think it was. It wasn't necessarily Thursday, Friday. I think it was still raining, but there was just one day where I didn't even, I didn't even, I didn't even deploy the flight line crew. I just sent everybody to the build tents. Here, go hook up and set up the build tents. No one is flying in the flight line because it's underwater. Mm-hmm. So we just sent people out to do that stuff. But it, um, I tell you, by Thursday, we had run a lot of people ragged just trying to get the setup done because we were at least day and a half, two days behind. But, I mean, it worked out and it was just, uh, you know, it was just one of those things where everybody just knew what to do and we just plugged away at it until it was done. Yeah, um, I, I think you were pretty fortunate now i wasn't there before that but i when i got there most 
a lot of the big motorhomes and everything were set up. So I think you guys got lucky and got that stuff in before the rain because, man, if it would have uh, hit. Trying to bring it oh, Trying, well, you yeah. know. And we moved. We actually, uh, where a lot of the, initially the RVs were going to be on the um, west, west side. West side, yeah. You know, a, you're like FPV1 and that. And that ground, we actually, that ground got soaked the worst because that's where everything was running to. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we put the put the leftover or the, the 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 later arriving RVs, we started sticking them where we were going to put our day traffic or our day, uh, daytime parking. Because yeah. that ground was firm and we had, most of them got in and like once they were in, we're like, don't move. <laughs> Stay where you are. And that yeah. was the note we were sending out to a lot of the traffic coming in too. Like if you're coming camping, we know you're probably going to hit supplies, but we need to minimize the amount of traffic running up and down, uh, you know, the lines and everything. So that really seemed to work out. And yeah, not Nick. <laughs> Nick, got, Nick got stuck. Well, he came in early. Anybody that came in early kind of got positioned. And we had a um, we had a, a nice little, uh, um, you know, design for all the tents and everything, how we wanted to run it. But as soon as the environmental conditions just overwhelmed us, that all went out the door. Mm-hmm. And people were just plucking people into positions. And then we had to backtrack and figure out where everyone, everybody was. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, that'll be a tweak for next year when we redesign stuff and, you know, we'll figure out how to park everybody. But uh, the biggest thing that, that that came out of this experience for all of us, Austin and I were like, we were just giggling away going, imagine if everything had gone as scripted, we would be bored. We would be you know, anticip- intentionally knocking things down and resetting them just to keep ourselves active. But we didn't stop. We just, it, it was just go, mm-hmm. you know, and just plug away. And that was, and that wasn't even, we hit Friday and I was like, oh, oh I got to pace myself here. I still got two more days of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was uh, so. Yeah, it was probably one of the more intense run-ups to the event, and then from there, it's, everything just seemed to get into a groove after a while, and it just worked really well. Yeah, surprisingly, too, you know, Thursday and Friday were really bad. But by Friday afternoon, the sun started popping out, the heat got up, and literally by Saturday, you could drive in and out no problem. Yeah. You know, we Mike and I even spent Friday afternoon on the on the tractor just trying to cuz there honestly, you know, the golf carts weren't going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> no. The ruts, some of the ruts were probably at least a foot deep. Like there was oh, no yeah. way oh, driving yeah. in and out of that place. Like swamps. When I when I got there Friday, I thought, "Oh, I should be able to drive down to where you guys were camping." No. I got right to registration <laughs> and I got four-wheel right drive and it was locked in for uh, no, I, I, no, I made it. It's like, why even bother? Yeah, you know, I think I made it 50 it. feet and it just sank. And I said, okay, I'm done. And That's we even it. had the means to get ourselves out and we still didn't. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I beached one of the six-seater golf carts really good. Yeah. What I will say, though, what was really cool, and one thing about the flight test community is, and again, I've, I've, worked the national races for almost 20 years and i've seen stuff like this where we've had 20,000 people and sometimes it gets to the point when when the situation gets that bad people can get really grumpy and it can just get really nasty everybody knew what we were dealing with and they knew we could only do so much and everybody was really good with it like you know they would jump in and help push cars because you know cars were getting stuck and we can't pull them out with a big tractor there's no hooks and you know so we 
15, no, I wouldn't say 15, but 10 guys would jump on a car to put, you know, get it out. You know, everybody just jumped in and made the best of it. Like we knew it was going to be miserable and we knew we were going to be muddy, but everybody just seemed to work together and dealt with it, you know, and by Friday afternoon, it was good, you know? Yeah. It, 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 the landscape, the way the landscape changed in those, in, in a span of 24 hours was crazy. I mean, it just locked. The ground got really nice and hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I could run the golf carts again. Right. And, uh, but it was, it was okay, guys. You're running, you're running this way. You're going down one specific location, you know, edge of the runways kind of thing. There's no, you know, and, you know, there's no need to dart in between the lines because you couldn't get north to south. You could only do east to west. Yes. You know, north to south. There was, yeah. This, you know, there was this channel that we just couldn't cross with the golf carts. Right. And, and, yeah. The ruts know, were just too deep. And, yeah, and I got myself stuck with the one, and I'm like, "That's it." And then uh, the um, the Furies Ranger, their 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 four wheel mm-hmm. drive, it had to go somewhere. So Austin, the crew, the flight test crew, got two more in, and I just commandeered one of them right away and said, "Look, this is the best way for me to get from get around to do my assessments of where things have to go and everything." So yeah, and. Mike, I got to give you credit. Poor Mike. <laughs> Friday, <laughs> Thursday, we were pulling cars out left and right, in and out. We were pulling vendors in. I mean, oh, it that was, vendor was a trip. It was pretty gnarly. He and, comes in with like these nice, real nice <laughs> shoes. Like I'm like, oh, he's like, what am I supposed to do? I'm like, I guess get wet feet. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what to tell you. Mike was in and out of that tractor a hundred times, hooking up chains. You know, unhooking chains, pushing. I mean, you worked your butt off. Thursday, Mike. You uh, really did. It's oh well. <laughs> it didn't you know, bother me. You did a good job. I'm just glad. I'm so we're so thankful when we saw anchor points on. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> like yes. you got a hook. Yeah. Yep. All right. I, the last yes. thing I wanted was like a little escort where you had to get way up under the axle and find something to latch on to. So we were fortunate that way. A lot of them were bigger vehicles that had anchor points. Yeah. Thankfully, but. But I also wanted to ask Andre, did you ever get a shower Wednesday night? Because Michael Finley was pig pen. <laughs> and I felt so bad. They're looking at me. They're like, we need, we, we're coming to your house and shower. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> I'm thinking the boy's going to love this. Andre was teasing, too. Thursday but they- morning, the power was up. No, actually, no. Wednesday, we did a shower because we got in on Tuesday. It was Wednesday, late Wednesday. I think we got our showers going. Because there were showers um, going, but when Mike Finley went to shower, I left the situation. They had they'd closed them for the night. It was after eleven or something. They, uh-huh. They'd closed them. And I'm like, oh yeah. my gosh, I felt so bad for Finley. I'm like, I I would you know I would have got you taken <laughs> care of if I knew they were shutting them down. I didn't. He didn't know obviously. Mm-hmm. He's just like he had to uh, sleep on his own film. The problem with the showers was, I guess, for whatever reason, especially the one on the, the east side, um, there was no heat. Oh. Uh, did you well, get- I, I didn't have a warp shower for like a week. Oh got, my gosh. I, mean, I got home. We got home and I must have stood in that shower for like a half an hour. Just <laughs> oh, like, oh, I just did- melt the muscles, right? Now, did you get oh, a shower yeah. Wednesday night? Because Mike Finley just happened to go late. Maybe you got in before they closed on Wednesday night. I, I You know what? Honestly, I don't remember. Because <laughs> I know I was so wet. So <laughs> it didn't, didn't matter, matter either way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I felt for you guys though. I'm like, because they'd worked all day Wednesday. We were at regular work, yeah, obviously. And I right. just showed up that evening and I'm like, you guys are filthy. <laughs> <laughs> Stinky, filthy. He wanted to give me a hug. I'm like, whoa, three feet personal space here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I love Michael Philly to death. He gave me a hug anyway. It was great. Oh my gosh. But, That's what I say about any of these events. I'm like, so most of these people will never get to see a clean. Well, actually, I guess if they see me first thing in the morning, because after that, it's just, you know, sweat. You're just, just, just mm-hmm. pounding 
bottles back and you're going and you're at least I you know I managed to shower and shave every morning so I looked presentable at least you know for the first couple hours <laughs> exactly that. It was like, game on you know someone would go and hug me and I'm like you're gonna react this and, and the, <laughs> at least what? I got you know I have enough the- orange shirts now that I can have at least one clean and then by the end of the day when the shift was over oh, I switched yeah. sure. the orange one and you know put a <laughs> some a fresh swipe of deodorant and I'm like okay I'm good for another couple hours <laughs> Oh, well, I think Wednesday might have been one of the hottest days when they were actually working to get it ready. Yeah, I really it was think. super it was, hot. Oh, my gosh. I know Sunday Sunday evening was just like, and the temperature just went up, you know, and Ooh. it was like, whoo. Yeah, we did. Sunday evening yeah. was hot and pretty tough. All right, before we get into the, now we got through some of the mud fest there in the beginning, mm-hmm. um, I wanted to talk a little bit, and it, it was kind of weird, every... Buddy, I kind of talked to in, in the 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 tight knit, I guess FT community. Uh, uh, you know the people we've been seeing almost every year, last four years. It's very strange, Andre, and I'm sure it was the same thing for you and some of the people you talked to. This flight fest was very different. It felt different. Um, everything about it seemed different, but I can't exactly put my finger and everybody I talked to said the same thing like wow this fight fest just seems different but nobody could really put it in a in a description of why it was different or why it felt different and like one I really didn't want to fly for some weird reason <laughs> the only thing I flew was my radian I yeah the only thing I brought was the radian XL I didn't bring anything well besides the um the albatross Which but we'll is talk fine, about that we always later. say how we like to meet yeah. everyone too. I mean honestly I just wanted to come hang out chat with people talk to people and just okay because last year it was all about really flying I had the phantom there I took tons of video like I was on the go this this you know trying to talk to people and when i when i got home after last year yeah i had all this great footage and i had a good time don't get me wrong but it's almost like i didn't remember it kind of sort of you know it was very strange so this time i'm like you know what i'm not doing that this year i didn't even bring the phantom i brought like you said the radiant xl that was it because we wanted to do the radiant fly yeah and i had no desire to just like fly i just wanted just hang out and absorb the whole the thing. Yeah. I didn't even take, I don't think I took maybe one or two pictures. Nothing. I I just wanted to hang out. I took no notes and I feel bad for everyone and trying to give a shot. A lot today. of people I talked to said the same thing. They were like, yeah, it's just different. And I don't know if it's because, you know, this is the fourth year. And again, it's really hard to top the first year. And then we had the mud the second year. And I'd say the third year, it, it was pretty epic. But like I said, I was just super busy. I camped there the whole weekend, stayed for four four days. And this yeah. this time I didn't. You know, I went home every night, came back the next day. People and it was, were jealous of that. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> uh. So I don't know if anybody has any ideas or what it was, why it just seemed a, a little bit different this year. It was really strange. I think a lot of the weather early on set the tone for how people were going to, you know, were hanging out. Because we, uh, most of the evenings when I wrapped up, um, I just, you know, I would sit down with the crew and just have a chat with them, you know, and that was the immediate, you know, the, the that little group that we've been a part of for the last couple of mm-hmm. years, or at least, you know, and we sat and we hung out with them, you know, we had a, you know, a little above ground fire occasionally, and then of course, you know, for me it was all the networking because that's what I, 
sort of didn't do in California. So this year it was like, okay, let's go network with everybody and talk. And everybody, I think, was tired. A lot of the volunteers that, that, that I socialized was tired because of the burn that we had done just to get the event up to speed, get back on, on track and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the bill tent seemed still kind of busy throughout the evening. The oh, night absolutely. The was still going for, mm-hmm. for many hours. But, uh, you know, uh, you know, yeah, last year, Eric Monroe was saying last year, yeah, he hung out with us. Didn't, didn't see Eric at all this year. I don't yeah, know. I no, where buddy. were you, Eric uh, Monroe? We oh were kind of God. bummed. A lot of I people was, asking about Eric yes. Monroe this year. And, and I'm like, I wanted to see him myself. Yeah. He er- me going. So. Eric and Wayne. So, Wayne didn't make it either. No. Wayne didn't make it all either. Yes, yeah. I know. Um, or if they did, so, we yeah, didn't see him, but I don't think they did. No, I know Wayne didn't. It, it was just, sure. uh, you know, the, the layout was a little different, but it's still, I. So I think with the uh, with the changes and how we plotted some of the things, maybe that changed a little bit. And and like you said, maybe the culture's matured. Maybe people are forming their own little subgroups, and you know, you just they just hang out with them in the evenings, kind of thing. So, um, oh, we're sorry, Eric. I yeah, guess his his Eric wife's brother family. passed away. So That's, yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, we apologize, sorry to hear buddy. That. Yeah, sorry about that, um, buddy. Uh, so, you know, so I think that's part of the nature is just the, those groups after four years are forming. And so everybody just kind of hangs out with that. And, you know, I know Saturday night we went kind of strolling around at one point. I was so tired. It was just me staggering really. Um, but we just, so I was just checking out the bill tents and who were in there and just a different culture, not the culture, but just the different people. So there is a slightly different every, you know, all those groups building all their little, you know, giant projects. So that number has changed. And so. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I wouldn't say it's changed or like it's it's the the culture's still there, but I think you're just getting more offsets in different groups. So you know, we still all hung out, we talked around you know around a fire and chatted and you know discussed the day and stuff like that. So I still had a good time. I know I underslept every night, every single night, but we didn't have like, you know, last year where we were up to like who knows what hour, you know, yeah. on Saturday just giggling around the fire. Mm-hmm. But it was also a little cooler in the, at night or, you know, so it's uh, uh, the venture tent, Frank was saying, uh, yeah, the, the layouts will be a little different next year. We took note of the layout and everything. Um, the, um, you know, the structure of the tents and everything, the way it was and the division between the RVs and, and the, the campers and the, and the tent traffic, but that's just because of what happened with the weather. So either way, people still walked around and, and, uh, you know, hung out with each other. So, mm-hmm. Hey, speaking, mm-hmm. speaking of vendors, um, um, one thing I was a little bummed at, and again, love horizon hobby. I'm so happy they were there. They brought a lot of products and they were on display, but I, I wish they, I know on some of the events, uh, they will let you take planes out and fly them. And they yeah. did do a little bit of demonstrating and stuff, and they were a big gold sponsor, Flight Fest. But I was really hoping that some of the newer products that they were going to let some people go out and whether they yeah. did the Buddy Box or whatever, and let you get your hands on, on some of that newer yeah. stuff. And they didn't do that. It was like, basically just display. All I got to do was look at the commander. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the yeah, right, right. So I was a little and, and bummed on that, but um, you know, I'm still happy that they showed up finally after yeah. three years. We've been bugging them, you know. Yeah. Well, it's good. It's good. Yes. And but yeah, it was just like oh, you know, yeah. a little bit more, a little bit more. Um, I wanted to chat with them, but every time I would go by, they were swamped, or I was just too mm-hmm. busy. So mm-hmm. I never had much of a chance to uh, to interact with them. Right. Right. So, um, it was cool. We finally, Mike, 
every year we go, we meet some newer people. You mm-hmm. know, and, oh, I um, definitely did this year. Even this with the year, core group, I got to know people a little bit better yeah, than it, I was. I should have known, but I didn't right, for whatever reason. Right. So, um, and one one uh, particular individual I got to talk about a little bit because he he's a huge fan, big fanatic, loves the RC After Hours. Was David Puma? Oh, I thought you'd have my Texas mug here I, to drink. It's in out the of. car. I should go get it and set That's it what up I thought. here. I was huh? expecting to see. I wanted it filled even with your good coffee. Oh, jeez. Jeez. Talk. I'll go get it. <laughs> you talk about David. I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, this kid was great. And I know Andre put some posts out on Instagram with uh, the gifts he got. But he came with, I think it was his brother. His yep, mother. Right his mo- I met his mother. Well, he had a younger, I think it was his younger brother, too. I saw because he had a Bigfoot hat on. We got a picture of it with him and i think i took notes on their names like i'll look them up later but he was so ecstatic to to meet us and and it was just great he could they came a long way from texas i forget which town yeah. but but uh and and uh he was excited <laughs> and he's like one thing he kept coming to me he's like mike mike i got the spitfire you want to help me make Spitfire, and I'm like, oh man, there's nothing against you, but I don't mean I don't like flying other people's stuff to begin with. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you're asking the wrong person to made in a pl- aircraft, especially this one. Obviously, meant a lot to him because he had all our all our signatures on it, different signatures. It was pristine Spitfire. Yeah. And uh, but basically, I said I, I wasn't trying to blow you off or anything, but I was I was really scared thinking about this most of the day. I'm like, oh my gosh, I got a made in this kid's aircraft luckily i have friends that really know what they're doing uh nick's nick nick simpson he knew where the cgs were on spitfires i couldn't even remember that i'd have to look at the video well he said man this is way too tail heavy so uh he he's like fix your fix your cg before we do this <laughs> so he went back he he fixed it in no time and then he was back and then i was eating dinner with uh um big ben made us dinner that evening and i'm like all right mm-hmm. we're gonna get this done before it gets dark so i go out I said, Chris, I, I need help. I had Chris and uh, Frank DeBros. Yep. And luckily we had him with us because he had a Tyrannus. And I oh, know yeah. nothing about <laughs> Tyrannus. Thank you so much for helping this kid because he had he'd set up some expos, different things that I wouldn't have needed nice. known what mm-hmm. to do. And uh, then the kid, after I, I was telling him how nervous I was, I think I was making him <laughs> instead of relieving him he's like do you care if i launch it i'm like no forward. so he ended up making his own play i had nothing to do with it at all other than i got some people to help <laughs> i was like oh my gosh so uh he ended up th- fl- tossed it up flew great he did he made a couple passes or a couple passes he's like i'm bringing her down he brought her down real nice so everything went really well and i was so happy for him and i hope it was a good experience for him i know he thanked us quite a bit but um, he had, didn't have a lot. It didn't sound like he had a lot of flights under his belt, but mm-hmm. he did simulators yeah. and things like that. So I was impressed. I, ho- I hope you had a good time at, yeah. at, at Flight Fest. Um, it seems like they did, and I, I I wasn't trying to blow you off. I was just scared. As yeah. <laughs> I was really scared. Yeah, and I kind of threw you under the bus because yeah. you have a oh, Spitfire. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like, like, oh, Mike will do it for you. No well, problem. You're I, like, what? I like because I'm watching the videos. I'm studying where the center grab, you know, and I don't remember all this stuff. And I'm like, oh my gosh, there's all this running through my head. I'm not used to going to the field and just like throwing people up, you know, like I, like some of my friends are. So I ended it's up a Spitfire. It's an FT Spitfire, Mike. I know, just I know. but I get so nervous. Like even when people want me to fly their plane, I'm like, no, I'm good, thanks. I just I just don't like doing it. I'm so, and that's not a good. I guess that's not a good way to introduce people to the hobby. 
<laughs> scared and intimidated all the time. But I care yeah. so much for their product and what they put into it. You know, it's I feel for them. So I don't want to mess that up. You flew the devil plane. You can fly anything. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Oh, I don't gotta, give myself enough credit. That's part of the problem. Yes, too. you got to talk about your hat. Oh, I brought Do you it. have it? Yeah, if you're Look watching at this. Facebook Live. Let's see here. Is it there you go. Yep. Uh, John Davis came. He's like, I got a gift for you. <laughs> and he showed me this and I was losing it. I was absolutely losing it. I'm like, so I wore this most of the event and people were getting a kick out of it. In fact, I've met a, a newer guy. I think his name was Andrew Snyder. I got his name down. Yes. Um, yep. I got to talk with him even when he wasn't around. Mm -hmm. And I was, uh, thankfully, they listened to my hunting stories. I know they're not <laughs> avid hunters, but I appreciate you listening to my stories. But I was wearing my Myrtle Beach hat. Uh -huh. And they teased me about the coordinated turns. So I take my sunglasses. I'm like, I'm laughing, thinking they're reading coordinated turns. Oh, and you <laughs> had a Myrtle Beach hat on. So I, I did explain it later. I came back. I'm like, you guys are probably like, what? Myrtle Beach? <laughs> I'm like, no, this is the hat I thought I was wearing when I pointed out there. And he's like, that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> <laughs> so that people don't understand mike now has an awesome hat that says coordinated turns oh my god and that was a previous podcast we shared that yeah. story you can go tune in on oh man that oh. was good yeah no, but th uh, thanks for the gift there john davis i really enjoyed that yeah. that was great uh then i guess we got to talk a little bit um our good friend tim uh moral our truck driver friend, Tim. I'm going to give him a shout out yep. too. I have to before we start. Um, he got me this and this looks awesome. <clears throat> It'll take me a while to put it. Now, the, the story behind this a little bit is if, if you guys have listened to the previous podcast, Mike had the devil plane that Mike Finley, again, we blame you, fixed it. And uh, we were going to blow it up. And Mike's like, nah, I don't, I don't want to blow it up now. So It flies. <laughs> Yeah, it flies good too. So, Tim found this J3 Cub E Flight J3 Cub, beautiful balsa airplane, uh, really cheap at a hobby shop. And he said, Okay, here's the stipulation I will buy this for Mike if you will take the Devil Cub out and blow it up. And we're like, Well, yeah, I'm good with it. I'm perfectly good with I'm it. I'm sold now. I He doesn't have to worry. So he brought this. it for Mike, and here it is. We have it in our hands. I'll get it together. It might take me a little while. I've never dealt with balsa before, <laughs> but it's pretty much put together. It's an yeah. ARF. So. Be a beautiful oh, looking yeah. airplane. Oh, yeah. It really is. I'm excited, Yeah, actually. me too. So and we'll thanks. have to get that together thanks and get it so flying. Much. Shoot some video for you, Tim. Um, mm -hmm. And he also, what else did That's he That's another you? reason I really wanted to give him this shirt. Oh. I wanted to... Uh, I just uh, couldn't say thank you enough for that. Yeah. And he also, I, I got me this uh, receiver, which we're maybe going to work on later. Yeah. And it has a Verometer in yep. it for radiant gliding, which he says, I've heard you complain on it and not have enough money. <laughs> and then I got to think, I'm like, does my radio even have time? I, I did look it up and it does have tele telemetry. Oh, good. So good. I'm hoping this afternoon after the podcast, we get this inserted in my radiant and that's going to make that experience so enjoyable for me. It's going to yes. make me love my radio. Mike doesn't even need more. a variometer. He needs a proximity detector. <laughs> That's very true. Very true. So I can't wait to get that installed. That that great gifts. Absolutely great gifts, Tim. Thanks so much. Yeah. Joshua Ash asks, are you going to use the $10 or the $20? 
Uh, oh, twenty dollars. Oh my sure. gosh, Mike! Twenty dollars yeah. not even gonna yeah. fit in I there. still have one. So you do? Oh yeah. Oh, I, and gosh. I know the supply man, so I can get them whenever I want. He says. So uh, yeah, I don't know when it's gonna happen, but it for sure will happen. Yeah. Now, nice. I, I don't know if we mentioned it on lot, the last podcast, but you were you were hanging out. No, you weren't here. You got. Wow, later on we'll talk about when you were hanging out fishing. with Chad and, yeah. oh, and all that. Yeah. But here, here's just a little clue that Peter Searle was up here helping do some Rotor Riot shooting. And when Mike showed him what he had, Peter's like, that's a little dangerous. So when Peter Searle looks at, at your explosive and goes, I don't know, man, that's that's quite this. He's st- like, this. whoever made this is crazy. Yes. He said, whoever made these are crazy because this is like flash powder. Yeah. <laughs> So that'll just give you a little indication of what we're dealing with here. And when I lit that at Chad's, they're just Chad's like, wow. And he's like looking at the audience and his I got three different angles on it, you know. And it was oh that really took me back to the good old, you know, the old days of flying and doing the episodes in the garage and stuff. Mm-hmm. I just loved it. Yeah. I was there to one swimming in his pool at one in the morning that night. <laughs> we had a great time. Yeah. Very great. Sounds like it. It was actually, uh, it was pretty neat to run into him a few times at Flight Fest as well. Oh, yes. Yeah, the funny thing was, is, uh, I don't know if anybody knows it or if it's out there, but yeah, um, Chad Capper's vlogging now. So they must have, <laughs> they did something on Road to Ride if they got 500 likes or I don't know how it worked that uh, Chad was going to vlog. And, and I'm there, sorry, yeah. Chad, when you put that camera on me, I'm like, duh, duh, duh. I just, I, I like, <laughs> he's like, what do you like about me? I'm like, everything i just can't put it into words right now no i just i'm like i thought about the things i said from his camera i'm like oh my gosh i'm such a blooming idiot when he puts that camera on me it is a little intimidating when the the camera just comes right in your face yeah i'm like what or else i do something funny yeah (laughs) you just can't (laughs) do it he kills me with that oh but it was interesting him i love him to death he's a great guy just running around with the camera vlogging that was that was rather interesting so, uh, what else, Andre? I'm trying to think and get my mind going here. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. The melted Let's spitfire. Talk here, wait. That. Let me throw you on the big screen here. That so, so is unbelievable. Here's, here's the crazy thing is, is you sent those pictures to me before you come down of that other melted um, 3D lab yeah, prints plane. Pink, like the yeah. wings were all drooping. Yeah, look at the tail on <laughs> that frowning. thing. It's It's frowning. <laughs> And you're like, I got to be really careful of this. And that happened. Was it Wednesday in the car? Thursday. Thursday. And it wasn't. It wasn't really hot no. between those days, right? It wasn't crazy. And I'm like, wow. So everybody was like, you got to strap a battery onto it. Yeah. Why? And I'm yes. like, I can't get the wings to stay on. Oh. And I'm like, it's my dad's new motor. And I'm like, ah. So I am going to extract the ESC and take out the motor, and it's going to be – this is just going to be a, a trophy, a shelf trophy, because it's, it is hilarious that it just – right where the rubber band is. And you probably won't be able to see this on camera, but inside, there's the 3D printed mount for the battery. Everything is just fused in there. It was Man. crazy. I mean, I guess because it's single layer, but I mean, just like it, – it's like Snoopy's nose, you know? And – you know, that stuff actually melted way easier than, say, like a foam airplane. Oh, yeah. You know what if I mean? If we're keeping track, this means every year I've gone to Flight Fest, I've had something go boom. So, yeah. 14, 2014 was the, I think that's the year, well, that would have been the giant Spitfire. 
And yep, then yep. 2015 would have been the EFX Wing and the Sky Mule. Yeah. Last year was my Tyrannus. Yep. <laughs> and now this and, year. Yeah, right, right. Uh, this. Right. You know? Oh, hey, that <laughs> might make a note here about the... Um, somebody commented too. Uh, Kevin Trim wanted to know if Cat or Chad Capper has commented on the coordinated turns radio programming yet. Now we did talk to him. You so you, t- or I think, didn't you call him or, or who was it that called him? And called asked him, him out or something? I oh, it was Mike, Mike Finley, Finley called him. And yeah, he's like, you realize what Coolins is saying? What you did to his radio? And he's like, and what did like, Capper well, say? Well, this is how Mike Finley's story is because he he actually talked to him first. He's like, Mike Coolins is blaming you for these horrible coordinated turns with elevator down elevator and chad's like man i don't remember having mike's radio but he's like you know what i'll own that one <laughs> he did say because he i'll own it like, i don't remember it, but I'll own it. that it created he's like i will own that and yeah I'm like, i said it had to be you chad because like, like once again i'm not smart enough to bury <laughs> settings into a receiver like that was that was just crazy but uh, he does claim it. <laughs> He's going to own it. So I'm going to keep throwing him under the bus on that one. <laughs> oh, man. So, he's a good sport. Yeah. Uh, one thing I, I noticed this year that was pretty strange was there was a lot of uh, 2.4 spectrum brownouts or lockouts this year. Huge. Yeah. Huge. But even not just, not not just, just on spe- spectrum. You're right. I had people reporting FR Sky and very similar to the position where uh, Patrick's uh, Radiant did the dive. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you know, was that on the east side? Well, right no, the because right here, the was the, here was a weird thing. And, and Andre, I feel so bad for your buddy Dave. Oh, this geez, is the yes. second time, I think, in our Radiant fly. <laughs> <laughs> that poor guy is augured in a Radiant from a, a lockout. And he flies yeah. on a DX9. Like, I, I know if there at first, a lot of people I talked to were having trouble with the modules, like in their Tyrannus, the DSMX. Like yeah. <laughs> he, he bought a brand new Radiant. And yeah. He said, I don't trust my Spectrum uh, module, module anymore. And there That's was. Why, I mean, he demolished that. Right. Thing. And there was a few, a few other people, same thing. So I'm thinking ah it's just the modules but no it was also the spectrum radios and yeah. your poor buddy dave had a brand oh, new which dave is this uh Do dave rainman right rainer rainer yeah. oh yes yes brand okay, new brand new out of the box I remember he was that. all excited we well, thought for... he bought it at the event yes we found out yeah. later because poor did. frank frank was looking for a radio <laughs> and i'm like oh they got him here a guy guy i know just bought one i go i'm telling you they're here so we go over and check with dave's Dave's like no it's brand new but i brought it from canada oh all right <laughs> Sorry about that. So Frank. the poor, <laughs> poor guy, Dave, he pulls it out of the box. He's all ready to go out of the box. It had a strip servo, and he's like, "Dang it!" And they didn't have none. No, at, that he could. So get he had to go it. find a servo to get it to work. Gets that thing all ready to go, and we're doing a radiant fly. <laughs> Next thing I know, I mean, there was not only his. There was quite a few that crashed and just. I heard out. the carnage, but I'm like focused yeah. on my plane, so I think. Should, should I go get mine so I can show the carnage? Yeah, go get it, and we'll talk about. We might as well talk about it while we're on the subject. But poor Dave, it just locked out again. He has a DX9, and this thing just augured straight down and completely, completely demolished his brand new Radiant. And if I, if I'm, (laughs) I didn't know this. I'm glad you're sharing. If I'm correct, that's the second time he did it last year in the Radiant Fly, and now this year. I feel for you, buddy. That is bad. And 
we're guessing. He definitely was working to get that going too. I know. He had all these different things. I know. I felt. I I felt horrible. I was just like, Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh, Dave. And what did they guess? There was like, I someone said eighteen, but then another guy said he actually counted like forty one up. Yeah. I, what so, would you guess? I was so focused on my plane and oh, and, and yeah. Andre, oh, there's his carnage. That is that in the hang wing? on. I'll put That's you up the on the wing, big screen. Right? Yeah. So That's here's Andre. Yes. I'm sure Andre was already pretty nervous and petrified just from <laughs> our his flight just experience. Just flying with me May. alone. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, but uh, it was. A, it, it was a remaden, right? I mean, it was a repair job. There, look, sure. There's a chunk out of my wing, Mike. Yeah, yeah. Not <laughs> because of me. No, no, not because of you. And, and that was the first thing everybody said. <laughs> Mike Cullen's hit Andre again. Mike Cullen's hit Andre. Well, I stayed clear. I would love to know who hit it because of that, you know, we, the running joke through, through the week was, you know, we find out if, if someone can hit my plane or my radiance. I bumped the mic. I, I don't know if you can see the uh, look article. That. Rudder. Yeah. Look at that. That has to be a prop. Look at that sucker. A little bit, a little too much more, and buddy, you're. Uh, yeah, that thing would have <laughs> come off. That thing would have just come off. <laughs> but and, and of course, so that that was happening near land. We figured it was like a bloody baron. So I I tap spawns like, yeah, this is your fault. Um, and then as I'm landing, R- Dave Rainers just does like this vertical right beside mine as yes. I'm coming across the deck low because we all know how to land at flight fast. You get down low and you bring it in on approach, yeah. right? Because you don't want to be any. You don't want to be above five feet because you're going to get pegged by someone sure, taking off. Sure. Um, but hey, I was just happy that the thing flew. Those repairs are you know minor, and it's funny. Um, the red tape worked for me because my spotter was there, and he's like, "Is that you?" I'm like, "No, I'm doing the S turns front, front and center," because it was so much traffic that even my spotter was having a difficulty yeah. finding me. I was going to um, tease you because you post that so much. I was going to do mine exactly like that. The scheme with the red yeah. tape. <laughs> Like let's go. Yeah, <laughs> I, did, I did, and I, it would break break your heart too much if I would have did that. But it I w- funny. But yeah, and, and, and on top of all of that, I'm focused. I'm concentrated. I'm remading it, and then the RC sailors come along. Oh, that was hysterical! Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> big big shout out to Nate and Abby because they were blinging you to death. Oh my gosh! Here's poor here's poor Andre concentrating so hard on keeping an eye on his radiant and here comes nate and abby the rc sailors with their phones they stick them in their face are like hey andre how's it going where are you at how's the radiant fly going they're sticking stickers on him and they're putting pins on him andre's just i just see the sweat forming on top of his forehead and he's trying to be real nice and cordial and talk hey guys how's it going how's the flying going you know and just sweating bullets and trying to keep an eye on where his radiant is and they're just hammering andre Oh and I'm like, gosh. I'm glad it's you and not me, buddy. <laughs> it was fantastic. Hey, 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 at least the radios, my, you know, my the the, the radio calls were at a minimum. Like I, I I got on the radio before. I'm like, I'm going flying. I'm going to be unavailable for a couple minutes. And yeah, it was it was good to get the thing back on the ground. But it was like, at least we went up. But yeah, was I was intense. I was watching the video when they were they posted of you flying, and I, they they uh they went to our old name there's an ft after I was oh like, it's rc after <laughs> That's so right. i was teasing i was thinking oh. to myself but but oh, yeah dude. that was a great video of them doing at least they captured it and documented i know it, so it was fun to watch that because i did obviously i couldn't watch them doing this you could <laughs> yeah you gotta explain your story too because i was yes. bummed out big time when you couldn't get the i know oh man um, i felt I th- for you i think uh I'm trying uh, off the top of my head. I, I can't remember. I know Dave crashed really hard. Um, I think Joshua Ash 
augered in pretty hard. I think he had a lockout. There was a few more that hit the ground. I, I don't know off the top of my head who they were, uh, but it, it was significant. I think we had more crashes this year than we did last year. For sure in the radio. Oh, yeah. I heard him. I heard him quite a oh, bit. So. I think it was Jonathan Davis lost his for a while because I remember oh, really? him going, Oh, crap. Oh, crap. And I'm, I'm looking, <laughs> you know. It. Yeah. He's like, Oh, crap. And I go, Where, What, what? And he, he goes, Oh, wait, wait, wait. I got it. I got it. So he almost lost his for a little while. I had Tim as a Tim Morrell as a spotter for me, which he did well, and he was actually t- telling me places to go to try to find thermals and all that mess. Yeah, <laughs> I think more people are just focused on their planes so much; they're not too worried so about. When, someone find lost thermals. a canopy off their Calypso too. I remember. Yep, yep, that went off. Um, Robert Goff said he had five lockouts during the flight. Wow. You got to explain why you weren't in the flight. Though. All right, um, I, I don't want to bum you out. No, it's like, and that's I, something we're gonna look at today. I think we're gonna, the yeah, podcast. we're gonna dive into this a little bit. I don't know what the deal is. I, looking back on this, Andre, this could be a, a a problem that started a long time ago. Now, if anybody knows and listened to the last podcast, uh, we have uh, what is that? The Optera. We were flying yes. it, had no problems. Went to go and do another flight, and nothing. I mean, absolutely. the The receiver light comes on. No, no, nothing. We tried rebinding it a couple times. It just nothing. So I thought, oh great, the receiver went out of it. Not a big deal. I haven't even called Horizon yet. I was like, well, whenever I get to, I get to it. So that day when we were flying, I just switched over and flew the Radiant XL, and I've flown it since then and have had no problems. So you thought you were all ready to yeah. go. We had our planes ready and on, we knew Andre was going to be coming into the situation late. We were trying to help him right. get ready. So, so our planes were all ready to go. The battery was in it. Good to go. I get out to the flight line. I plug in the battery. The, you know, it spools up, lets me know I'm on flying on a three cell, but it doesn't come on. It doesn't like the radio is off. Nothing. And I was like, hmm, that's kind of strange. Unplug it, plug it back in, same thing. Check the radio, we make even sure. walk the radio away to certain feet. Tried feet. Thought maybe it was yep. too close. everything. And it's the exact same situation the is the Optera. Now, later. We were so quick to blame the receiver. Now we're starting to think maybe I the I think the it's the radio because here, here's why. About, oh, it might have been two years ago. Actually, after I, I, I got the DX9, remember we had the. What was the one you put in the tree, Mike? The uh... <laughs> Visionaire. The Visionaire. That's it. Visionaire. <laughs> it's a staple in my mind, I'll tell you. The Visionaire, we had it. And we were flying it. And after you crashed it, I got it all fixed up. And I went to fly it again, fired it up, and I had nothing in the receiver. And I was like, hmm. Tried rebinding it, rebound it. Same thing. It was it was actually doing the same thing as what the Optera and the Radiant XL were doing. Uh, so that might have been an early symptom then. So yeah, so I didn't now. think anything of it. I took the receiver out, sent it back to Horizon. They checked it out and goes, "There's nothing wrong with it. The receiver's fine," and sent it back. So I went through the whole thing again, reprogrammed everything, rebound it, and it worked. And I thought, "Wow, what a dummy! It must have been me. What an idiot! Yeah, I can't even bind a receiver." The answer, yeah. I have had no issues, no problems whatsoever since then. And now the Optera and now the Radian XL. So I'm thinking we're going to try to bind it with my radio today. Yeah. And just eliminate the radio mm-hmm. aspect. Yeah. But what would cause that? What? Uh, I don't know what would. Have There's you, so much electricity. Tried- Good. Have you tried to make a new profile? Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yes. And that did not work. I tr- actually tried that with 
the Optera, um, I think the day after we went flying, I just redid the whole hmm. thing, new model, and tried to redo it, and I had nothing. Well, there's a lot of electronics in those. So I know, but say. it's kind of scary. It's hard to say. Yeah. So I yeah. think I think I have It could be an intermittent thing, too, and those are the worst of troubleshoot. I know. So, yeah. I might have to send my radio off. So, unfortunately, I don't know if it was a good thing or a bad thing. If it was unfortunate or <laughs> I fortunately. Felt, I felt horrible, though, because you wanted to, I wanted you to lead the charge. Yeah. You know, I know. And but, Andre, I'm sorry. I, I didn't think about it at all on how to how to present. I just tossed mine in the air. You know, we waited trying to get you mm-hmm. up for a while. And I'm like, man, I should have brought Andre up. We could have launched together. I'm so sorry if I didn't. I no, no, no. Any, I, I actually. Any, any hype launched. that you had. No, Chris launched for me because you got to remember I was remating, reflying. So you had the nerves going. Pairs. Well, no, I wasn't even nervous. It's just the plane hadn't flown since the since it had been in like multiple pieces. So I was kind of like, okay, everybody take off. I'm going to go up after because if I get in trouble, I don't want to take anybody out. Yeah. Right. Okay. You know how I, I did go. feel bad about that thinking, but it ended up working out okay then. So. Cause I'm like I'm like go go go, <laughs> and I just climbed right away. I want to get as high as I'm possible. I'm just waiting so. to clear clear because I didn't sure. want to get into trouble. Sure. And uh, you know, you, you taped up my wings, which was great. Um, so it uh, you know it stayed together really fine. It had no issues <laughs> other than being tapped by whatever that was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And again. When, when you guys all launched and all those radians started taking off, and they're just going, I was kind of in the back of my mind going. Maybe I'm glad I was on the ground because wow. Was there any was, other XLs? There, there was. There was, I think, three or four XLs oh, I wow. seen go. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we actually, majority of us, all of us, I think, had spotters this year. Yes. And the spotters were working their tails off to keep after us because yeah. there was so many radians. And everybody's crossing over looking. For, I don't mm-hmm. even know if there was thermals. Mike, Mike, you checked out, which was awesome. Yeah. But I was just, just poking around and getting a feel for the aircraft and retrimming it and everything. Because uh, I know my CG changed with all the uh, repair glue. Sure. Yeah, and even the spotters would blink, and they'd be like, "Where'd you go? Where'd I you know. go, well, Mike? Where are you?" Oh, oh Tim would look away, and I'm like, <laughs> "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm like extra focused." He'd glance away at something else. I'm like, "Dude, you're killing me!" Yeah, but I I stayed out of traffic. You quite did well. I stayed high and far out, and then I went to the far right. So I don't know how you right fly way. that high and that far out. For how some reason, that plane, that plane doesn't it doesn't affect. I never lose orientation. Yeah, but I can't that. even. See see it and you're like i'm good <laughs> doesn't bother me holy too much. cow the only thing that does scare me when i get out that far is if a gust of wind or something really oh, you pushes me then back. i'm done because i am pushing the limits and if it, if, it's, if the elements push me further i could be really in trouble so i gotta be more careful <laughs> frank says andre spent more time telling his spotter where he was than it, it, <laughs> <laughs> who was your spotter do you remember oh oh darn you kill me. Um, young man, a young volunteer. But he, I mean, he was awesome because he'd be like, oh, I've lost. I'm like, okay, hold on. And I'm like, oh, I'm doing a split turn here. You got me, you know? And yeah. Um, yeah. And it was it was fine. And I was super focused on mine. Like I said, I was just, it would have been nice to go up again. But after I got, and a couple people were like, you want to fly the ratings again? I'm like, I have to repair mine. And yeah. these this this these are going to be, um, I'm not going to use foam tack. I'm going to use uh, Gorilla Glue on these repairs because I actually got to fill in that chunk out of the wing, which isn't bad. But on the um, the horizontal stabilizer, I really want to, or the vertical stabilizer, vertical I really want to get in there and re-glue that. Um, so we'll yeah. get there. I'll yeah. tell you, I, I could have flew for longer, but I'm like, 
a lot of people were coming down. I'm like, I'm just going to come down. And you guys are like, you need a longer approach. Oh, like, yeah. I ended up just diving. Oh, yeah. I like did a touch and go type thing. I hit hard and then I had straw stuck in my foam and stuff because I hit so hard. But I'm like, I'm bringing uh, it down on this approach regardless because I don't want to go through this traffic trying to make another approach. Well, that's it, right? So, you come down and, and that's what we learned, I think, two years ago. You're coming is you down, just, you better come in far and you're down low. You're yeah. down as low as you can, like, you know. Because if you're above a certain fo- footage, you're just going to get clocked. Yes, exactly. <laughs> wow. But still, it was good. It, it was, was fun. fun. It's fun to see everybody's excitement about it. Everybody's like, bring out the radians. Yeah. And, you know, we, we should have probably announced it, but it was just like it was. Like, I did announce it, Andre. Did announce it did. It. Sorry, sorry. Because I got, I got people walking up to me and they're like, 530, right? 530? I'm like, yes. <laughs> you know? And you guys were all waiting for me. My aircraft was ready to go and did the wings. I had the radio out and the battery. And the announcing know. of it really scared me. I'm like, how many people are I know come to this thing? Because we, in the past, we would just do it randomly. Yeah, when yeah. they seen the radio, would, then yeah, people would come. So we had a little bit of flight before it really got congested. Right now, it's like congestion right yeah. off the get go. It's like, oh yeah. man, I'm with you. I was on the fence. I was like, I do want to announce, but I don't because. You know, well, at least with the XL, you can buy another one. It's replaceable. We, us with our poor originals, we're like, ah. yeah. <laughs> it's like our babies. I know. <laughs> hey, like that one came back together. I had some concerns about where uh, the top fuse, but it, it held out pretty good. Someone was showing me, and I don't know who it was now, but they were showing me they had a pre-production model, which had a plastic reinforcement around the wings. I'm like, cool. Hmm. So where the wings go in, that area had a plastic liner so to keep it from breaking. But I'm like, eh. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, the, the other thing, too, is we call it the radium fly, but everybody's welcome. You know, we had a bird of time. Oh, yeah. Joshua Finn yeah, has any gliders. Massive, you know, high dollar, super big uh, glider up there flying around. And the bird, bird of time got into who, – who did he hit? Well, that's how when uh... – when Stefan oh, announced that it, he's like gliders too. So that just brought everyone in. Yeah. Well, that's what, yeah. Was it Eclipso he got into it with? They tanked. Because so, someone's canopy got popped off right away. Yeah. They tangled up and they slowly were kind of tumbling down to the ground and then they came apart and then they just went off in their separate ways and everything was good. <laughs> I wonder, I wonder if that, that pilot that hit my radio knew that there was a prize. <laughs> Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, the other good. the other thing was uh me and Big Ben, he's got a clip zone. Of course I had the radian. We had a little thing going. I'm like, yeah, buddy, I'm I'm gonna outdo you. I'm <laughs> gonna take this radian XL and just smoke <laughs> you, buddy. I mean, we were talking trash for, oh, really? for quite a while and then what happens? <laughs> I get out there and my he goes, Oh, nice radian, it's flying really good. You don't even launch. <laughs> I wouldn't even get off the ground, so I got smoked. I know on that Finley one. offered his radian for Yeah, you to fly. but not if I was just flying just a radian, no problem. But there's no way I was gonna take Mike Finley's radian with nine hundred other radians. No. <laughs> oh, were you yeah. nervous? Oh, no. that's not uh, like you. You're no. I'm surprised you didn't. I'm surprised you didn't bring your other ones, your other normal radians, just in case. He didn't think you'd have an issue. I didn't he was think so I'd, confident. Yeah, yeah. never yeah, thought it. Yeah, I was going to have a problem. And that was one of the reasons I wanted the XL is because I can get the XL a little bit higher above, above everybody. Yeah. So you had yeah. a plan too. I, yeah, right. But, well, whatever. It was still fun. And, and honestly, it was cool just to, to again – when you're flying, you're so focused. You don't even know who's standing next to you most of the time because you're yeah. so focused. I got to look around. Got I got to, to see, see everybody's expressions on their face. Like, oh my God, where's my radian? And 
that had to be a trip. That had to be a trip to experience it that way. Yeah, I got to see the landings. I got to see the crashes because that's the scary thing is, is you could hear the crashes. Like you could hear these radians just smashing into the dirt and you're like, oh no, you know, but you couldn't see it because you couldn't take your eyes off of it. So someone, it, no. that's what someone was flying earlier and, and he was focused on his plane. All of a sudden we had a wing, bam, dart right beside us. We're like, whoa when you're in focus so much on your i know you're oblivious to things that can peril around you i know wow i know but it was good i I enjoyed it it's it's becoming a tradition and it's a lot of fun it really is so um when you're walking along and people pull you aside going yes the radiant fall what time where yeah you know? and, and like, we never organized it before no. <laughs> we're like well usually we just go you <laughs> know and i'm almost scared to think i'm sure there was a few people that missed it even though we did announce it still that didn't yeah. hear it or it whatever. wasn't on the schedule no it wasn't on the so, schedule yeah. and it would we'll probably yeah probably will never, never be on the schedule <laughs> never uh, when um, you even yeah. said let's go make an announcement i'm like this is going to be interesting because <laughs> he put that out on the pa which yeah. was nice yeah. So good time though. I I really enjoyed everybody that come out and hung out and did the radiant fly. It was fun. Uh, hey, the other thing I wanted to talk about real quick. Um, it's a long story. Go ahead. Oh, you go. <laughs> is I'd say it was probably a year in the process. Um, if anybody has listened to the older podcast, I love the Park Zone Albatross and. Adam Drain has a pristine, well, it was pristine, had this absolute pristine albatross that he got a hold of, new in the box. I was like, oh my gosh, I want that plane so bad. I even wanted to buy it off of him because I know how Adam's like you, Mike, his thing, like everybody gets on Adam because- He has all the shelf queens. Yes, he has all the shelf queens and they never see him fly. (laughs) So out of the blue- um, Joshua Ash found an I'll be down in Texas on Craigslist and somehow those two got together him and Adam and Adam's like I'm buying it I'm getting it for Chris so they bought it they didn't really tell me at first bought it and I guess he shipped it up to Adam and we he's had it for months and months and the whole thing was is he was going to bring it up to Flight Fest and we were all going to fly together so he did I finally have my albiots in my hands I'm like almost like a little kid in a candy store because I, I've been wanting this plane for such a long time. I was even jealous when Andre got his. And I was like, oh my gosh, I want one. I don't know how much I'll fly, but I love it. So we almost kind of started another tradition. So we had me and I, I almost, I think you actually thought about even bringing yours down, Andre, for a little bit, didn't you? But I, you yeah. really didn't have room. In yeah. a way, I'm, I'm glad you didn't. Uh, so anyway, we get together, we get it all bound up to my radio, check everything out. So Joshua, Adam, and I go out to the flight line. Now, <laughs> here we are. Now, mine's a little beat up, but the other two were pristine. And here you have all these foam planes buzzing around, some of them around at 100 miles an hour. And here's us with our halbies, and we're like, I don't know if this is going to be good, but we got to do it. We've got to get them off the ground, and we got to fly. So we line up. I don't know what happened. Adam goes, ah, I'll go first. And, and the wind direction was a little goofy that day because it was coming directly west to east. So you, And everybody was kind of flying west to east, but you had to take off from the east to the west. So we had to kind of take off in the traffic and then circle around into the traffic pattern. 
So needless to say, I don't know what happened, but everybody lined up behind me and they said I was going first. So I got the thing off the air. We got them all together and we was just having, I mean, a fantastic time to see these three albatrosses. You really don't see these planes too much anymore. To see them in the air and cruise around and we had three of them in formation flight for quite a while. It was just a beautiful thing. And it's almost like another tradition coming to where I'd like to see how many albatrosses we could get come to Flight Fest and put them together and fly them around. They do look nice. Now, here's the thing with Adam. I was talking to his wife, Allison, and she's always talking about how he's crashing. No matter what happens, something's going to happen to Adam, and he's going to crash. So here we are. We're all cruising around. Adam's doing fantastic, and I can't remember if it was uh, it was a, it was an FT foam plane. I don't remember if it was a bloody, it wonder. Been a bloody wonder. Whatever. All I hear is, you know, the sound of foam crack you know and i'm trying to watch my plane and then see adam's out of the corner of my uh, i got to see it pretty well and i see adam's plane going down i was like oh no no not the albio and boom it smashes into the ground adam's like only me only me here allison who was that yeah who was that that's gotta be adam (laughs) adam was that you you're done yeah you're done every time you fly you crash (laughs) it was just funny hearing her yell at him (laughs) So I was like, oh my gosh, poor Adam. Anyway, he gets to the plane. He gets out there and ventures out there and was looking it over. And I'm still flying. And we finally come in and he's he's kind of doing the walk of shame back. And I didn't even want to look at it. Because like, it was a hard landing for him. Yeah. Even, I thought. Yeah. Spiraling down. And looking at it, it, all it did was put a little dent into the top wing. And that was it. And it nice. destroyed. Oh, it's hard to believe how much destruction it did to that phone that F- those things are tanks <laughs> i couldn't believe it andre i thought I for really sure the, the wings were ripped off the landing gear probably i, I never saw was... one take so much punishment not the other not to that level yeah and he got it back in his one little dent in there and i wanted to fly more but after that and with all the traffic i was like uh, i'm done one and done we yeah. did it that was it but man well, it was crazy i'll put mine on the list for may next year yeah you know, we'll yeah yeah, for sure. Because, man, them things are absolutely... The funny thing was what we wanted to do, and we, we checked with him a couple times, and he was out venturing around. But, you know, Matt Andron is one of our favorite people at Horizon. Oh, yeah. He developed that plane, and, and you know, he brought out the SE5 and then the Albi. And the, those are two of my favorite planes. And, of course, like we said, they're discontinued. It's even hard to find parts for them. I found yeah. one new in the box on eBay. I've been watching it. I'm, I'm half-tempted, Mike, to buy it. Just for parts, because the parts are getting really scarce for it. Yeah. And and this one's a little beat up, and it is, doesn't have the stickers on the top, which kind of is a little bummer. And I could get those made up. It's not a big deal. But, man, to have a new one in the box for parts, I was like, ooh, that's very tempting, very tempting. Anyway, we uh, Adam and Josh and I went over uh, trying to find um, Matt Andrew, and we were sort of like, look, man, look, we got – three of your planes right here we want to fly and what's going on we need more world war one planes you did a fantastic job with these planes they look great they fly great we're like you got you know and i know it's not really up to matt if it was up to matt we would definitely have more world war one planes but i just i just wanted to see like we really appreciate what he's done and you know what i mean and we'd love to see more world war one planes and we'll talk about a little bit later about they they did release uh pt-17 and we'll talk about that in a little bit because it would have been fantastic for them to release that that Thursday at Flight yeah. Fest. But yeah. whatever. Uh, on the Albatross, how did you find – did you like flying it? I think you've flown the SE-1, right? 
Yeah, I have the SE the SE one the SE five. Five, sorry. Yes. yes. Yeah, I have the SE five. I've flown it numerous times. Um to me, honestly, the Albi flew very similar. I, I'm not sure it would quite slow down as slow as the SE five, but it's still it flew very well. Uh, didn't quite have the the um, aileron authority because it doesn't have the dual ailerons the like dual, the SC5. Yeah. But regardless, I mean, this is something you just put in the air and you cruise around and you watch the yeah. little scarf blow off of your fake pilot. And they just look fantastic in the air. You do yeah. these awesome touch and goes. And that was the other thing I, I was, a you know... I'm very grateful I have one, but like it's got the tail wheel on it, and I wanted the you know I like the uh, the little um, the skid the skid yeah, uh, it's just a beautiful looking airplane. I would love to get the SE5 and the Albi in the air together and get some shots or chase them around with the Phantom or something. You know, great yeah. great airplane, flew fantastic. I did fly it with a 2200. It was just a tad nose heavy. We couldn't get the battery back far enough, so it was a little heavy on the nose, but. Regardless, it flew great. Uh, the landing, I had no problem landing or taking a took off. Beautiful. It just oh, such a good plane. You took off on the black uh, turn. No, no, we took because we didn't want to go down with because the traffic was so bad at the time. We yeah. wanted to fly down there, so we walked almost to the end of the uh, east part of the field, right by where the uh, FPV stuff was. And we, because mm-hmm. I asked Adam, I go, "What do you th- you think it'll take?" He's like, "Yeah, it's got quite a bit of power. We should be able to take off right from the field." And we did. It had no problems taking off and landing in the field nice. with that. So I was impressed. Nice, very impressed. Yeah. Yeah, Joshua Ash, I, I I totally agree. Beggars can't be choosers. I'm very grateful you found one of these, but it sparked me enough to where I'm going to find a new one in the box too for parts. So, but I appreciate right. it. So, so that was my Albi. I have it. It's it's sitting over here behind Mike. I don't know. I see it sitting over there, Mike. Mine is just over there, <laughs> sitting on the shelf. Beautiful airplane. Yeah. It's just uh, it's yeah. a shame they're not making more of these things. Yeah, there it is. So oh. so maybe we're gonna have to open it up to not just like World War One, but like by biplanes. You know, because yeah, next yeah. year obviously they're gonna have you know mm-hmm. uh, they're gonna have the PT seventeen. There she is. Yeah, nice looking airplane. Oh, you don't even have. Do you have the muffler stack on the top? Yep, yep. The only thing it doesn't have is the skid and the uh, stickers on top of the wing. That's it. Huh. Hmm. But I thought there's supposed to be a, uh, a red. Oh yeah, the radiator on the top, on the top yeah. of the wing. Yeah, uh, Adam's got that. He's got to send it up to me. He had it with him, and we mm-hmm. we forgot to put it on. I forgot to get it from him um, before we uh, before I left. So I said, "No hurry, buddy. Whenever he, he can yeah, just send it up yeah, to me, and I'll get some stickers." It's one last made thing up. to bugger up. We yeah. Go over. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Cool. That's awesome you got that. And it is a neat plane because uh, it's got that plastic core, right? Mm-hmm. It's really different. It's a different design. So something made with the, you know, a modern, more modern techniques with the Z foam and all that, that would probably fly really nice because it would probably be significantly lighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. for sure. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Well, I want to mention too, the, I never really got to talk or meet the Freefall RC guys and they were great. great oh, you've never too. met uh, Steve, Steve or Kevin? Kevin yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but we talked to them that one evening. They seem like really good guys. Oh, I love, I love Steve and Kevin. <laughs> it was that one evening we we had what three three different podcast groups oh, yeah. standing oh, beside standing right. outside standing the food vendors. Yeah. yeah, we should have hit record on that. <laughs> yeah, we, we had, had RC after hours, 
Freefall RC and the community cast. We were all in a group just, I mean, going like, to town, yeah, man. Like, we should have had a mic there. For wow. Sure. It was just sharing our stories and yeah. stuff. Well, some of the stuff we probably wouldn't have put on the air. <laughs> it, it was, uh, it was pretty good. epic. And the crazy thing was there for a while, I heard Steve wasn't even coming out and Kevin was only going to be there like Saturday. So it was really cool to see Steve and Kevin. They uh, had vegans, I know. Yeah, they were, they were flying. flying the vegans. And the funny thing was Steve had a vegan that was set up for four cell, I believe, who decided to put a six cell in this thing. Did you see that, Andre? <laughs> no. How long you don't want to do that, guys, just so you know. And he has video of it. So yeah, he put a six I cell in this vegan and took off. And I was I, I wanted to see it. We were kept waiting and waiting. And um I think he said it lasted about ten seconds before all the smoke and that caught on fire. Like he got it in the air. Down, downwind, and and cut the base or whatever, and started coming back, and that's it. It it, it didn't last very long at all. But I would have loved to seen that thing on six cells. I wanted to grab. I wanted to grab a kit while I was there, and they sold out. So oh, like, did oh, they well. really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, that um, we also went and saw uh Patrick Hines group. And that was some yep. podcast people there too, wasn't Patrick it? Patrick Hines group. I'm lost. Patrick yeah. Hines. He was offering us some adult beverages. I wasn't there. He wasn't there. No, uh-uh. uh, no, that was, uh, maybe was it was the walk Finley, around Saturday Michael, night. Maybe it was Michael Finley with me. Then I'm sorry. I don't know. Probably because they'd mentioned there was like three or four podcasts talking that 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 little shindig too oh. that we we visited them for a little bit. I must have missed that one. Okay. Hmm. Cause I thought you told me about it because um. Oh. Uh, I'll move on. All right. I, I thought you were there. So Andre, you did pick up some planes there then. I angle, did. I Joshua did. Ash says Angle of Attack podcast. Does that ring a bell? Hmm? He says Angle of Attack podcast. Does that ring that a bell? Might that might have been it. Maybe that Mike Finley was telling me about the history of this guy because I think the one guy has like a terminal cancer and I can't remember his name right now. That's I don't know. Oh, that's Crash. Why is it? Crash. That's Crash, or? yes. Yeah. So what'd you pick up there, Andre? You got the Chubby Cubby? Yes, the chubby cubby. Actually, I picked up one for myself, one mm-hmm. for my dad, and then my uh, my dad. I was like, okay, I'm there. What do you want? And he goes, I want the mini guinea. I'm like, sweet. So I picked up that. Um, actually, yeah, it was a, it was a good little. You know, I I pick I, I did come home with a few things, and then I popped into uh, Alex Greaves' shop, and I got an antenna and the uh, the biplane Gremlin. He was flying his triplane around and having a good time, but I like the biplane because it's a little bit more maneuverable. So mm. that'll get built up real soon. I mean, mm. it's just a box. It's in the back room, but it's literally just a box with a bunch of foam bits and has some spars and everything. So that's going to get a little 1306. So run on 2S uh, and, and go from there. So it's um, it's looking pretty good. Now, the big one, and uh, we're going way back in time for Flight Fest, but 2014. Yeah, it's a good here. story. This is a really good story. Yes. So uh, I'll put you on go. this big screen there. <laughs> Wow, that thing's bigger than I rain. thought. It is. It is. Look at it. It's huge. Wow. Hi. <laughs> so this is a video area system Chimera. And if anybody was at Flight Fest in 2014, um, this particular wing decimated, what, a 750-size 3D flying helicopter, Yeah, right? I, think it's, I think so, yeah. Yeah. It just... So, um, and they got it on footage, so, I remember. Yeah, they have it on multiple angles. And yes. so, uh, um, Jeremiah uh, put it up for auction, and our good friend Andy Chase 
won the auction. So Andy's like, look, this thing has been in my hangar or my garage for four years. I don't know what to do with it. And I, so I, I cut him a sweet deal and then picked it up. It's got some damage. It doesn't have uh, the high-end power kit, so that's something I will change eventually. I thought it was smaller than my Juggernaut. The Juggernaut's only 48 inches. This is 56. It barely fit my car for the drive home. Wow. <laughs> it, is, it is a big monster. And for an airplane or wing to hit a full-on 3D helicopter, the damage is minimal. I'm behind the microphone. Uh, you know, so there's going to be some glue, uh, you know, be used to, to fix it up. And then it's going to go, whoop, sorry. <laughs> it is a big wing. Yeah. I'm just He's shocked. tearing up the shop yeah. with it. It's so big in there. I'm just shocked that they still have it. Like, I figured well, that thing would be long gone. Well, this is it. So I showed Jeremiah, I showed Alex, and everybody's like, oh, it, you know, so I basically was told I can't modify it. Um, <laughs> and uh, I have to uh, – I'm just going to clean it up. I'm going to run it. And so next year, maybe if I have a chance, maybe I'll do some FPV uh, uh, combat with it. We'll see because that thing should be able to eat some big bear. Oh, <laughs> yes. FTV, yes. That reminds me of uh, Ben Harbor. <laughs> yes. He had that one uh, oh, that yeah, one plane talk- that was like a flying brick. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's talk about that uh, a little bit he about Ben. He was a ben. great guy to meet. Too. Super nice guy. Oh, it's actually super a Super intelligent. First, yeah. yeah. His build designs and design work is just off yeah. the charts. Awesome. He works for uh, Boeing, I believe. There was three things that was impressive. One was the F, F4, was F4 that he made design. It had was two out. inducted fans in it, and he made it while pretty much while he was there at the event, and it was yeah. beautiful. Oh, my gosh. It would take me a month to do what he did in like three days. Right. <laughs> and, that, and that kind of craftsmanship. And watch that thing fly. It was unbelievable. And here's the crazy thing about that F4, and I didn't pipe up because I, I, in a way I did, in a way I didn't. Sa- <clears throat> Saturday night, he, he couldn't take it home with him because... It's too large. Too big. He couldn't take it on the and plane. And I overheard him saying that, and he was kind of looking around. Like, he was going around like, <laughs> who wants this F4? Please, somebody take it. Take it, fly it, whatever. I don't know where it ended up. But. And a little part of me like wanted to go, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll hang it in the studio. It'll be awesome. But I yeah. just, I was like, you know what? I Let somebody else have yeah, it. You know what I mean? Exactly. Let somebody enjoy it. But man, dude, that I, I did and want it. Was it. quiet. Yeah. Reducted fan. Right. I believe how quiet yeah. it was. Two was the uh, baby Bugatti that yep. was unbelievable. Flew phenomenal. I mean, it was just unreal. But the thing that really impressed me, and what was it, Mike? Do you remember? I don't even remember. Do you remember, Andre, what I that plane was? Was, like, was it the, the crate? The B? Yeah. This thing, he flew it in combat. Angry B. <laughs> was it, I think it was on six cell, wasn't it? Six yes. cell? Yep. Had I don't, to be for the weight it had. Oh, I guess uh, Bixler got the F4 in the end. He finally took it. Yep. Man, I, was, I wanted it. Anyway, this B, I don't even know how it got in the air. It literally <laughs> was the weight of a brick. I mean, literally. It was so heavy. I don't know how it flew, but he flew it in combat, and I guess it just was phenomenal. Unbelievable in combat. I know he told me he was ripping through there and he couldn't hit anything. Like, <laughs> yeah. I said that's how it always happens. I know. You try to go in there to demolish people and you can't hit. Them. Yeah, six cell angry bee. Oh my gosh! Because you know I I knew it was going to be heavy, but when they handed it to me, <laughs> yeah, I, was I was like, like whoa, whoa. Just, yeah. Like, I don't think do you... it had the battery in it. No. It's like lead in there. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like he poured lead happen. into the nose. That's funny. Wow. I would have you know loved to see that thing just 
pound into something and just completely annihilate it. And you it. mentioned picking up an antenna from Alex Grieve. I picked up one as well to replace oh, you my did? Spyro net. Yeah. Did you get the ion? Just the little eye on it he had. Oh, yeah. I should have. It was 15 bucks. I'm like, man, you can't go wrong with that purchase, I don't think. And I've heard, I've heard so many good things about it after I've made the purchase even that people love it. And I can't wait. I'm going to either put on my mini try or the quad I redid. So, but you can put on anything. <laughs> I but see. I, I teased. Uh, Chris is being called out, man. I see that, Ben. Uh, ben, you're a little late to the party, man. I, I uh, already threw you under the bus and let everybody know how I kicked your butt with the Radiant XL and that Calypso was no good. So you're late, buddy. I mean, ben. where were you? <laughs> you snooze, you lose. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. No, honestly, I uh, Ben, if you're listening, no, I, I you totally kicked my butt. My Radiant XL didn't even get off the ground. I admit defeat, but there will be next year. I will, I will handle you next year. He also year, kicked my butt with this. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> he had home court advantage with it when it came to these. <laughs> yeah, so you, these were a blast, man. And and he told me he's like, I got these rocket launchers at first i thought he meant fireworks oh, yes. i'm like ben i'm not i'm not going to be part of that you know i thought we were going to be lighting fireworks at first then he pulled out this bag and he's like i just thought you didn't want to do this i'm like i didn't know it was these i love these things these the, when you're night flying and there's oh, wings yeah. flying around these are so much yes. fun to try to hit a night flying wing with yeah and we have a blast we're like we're you're literally like a kid again and I, uh, they teased the heck out of me because I wasn't. He got it to like phenomenal heights. I mean, he's a big, big guy. He'd be pulling it down to his toes, you know. Uh-huh. And these little slingshot rockets that light up. Oh my gosh, they are so much fun. Thanks for sharing that. We had fun the year before, and I know Bixler's kids had a blast trying to shoot down some of my night flyers. And when I saw what he actually had, then I'm like, "Oh, I'm on all on board." But they teased the heck out of me because oh. I kept hitting the slingshot. Mine would go up like maybe 30 yards. His would go up like 80 yards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. and they're like, "Mike, you're you're being a girl about this. Come on now." <laughs> oh my gosh! What are those things called? Actually, do you know? Is there a says, name? Well, it says rocket rocket copters is what they're called. The no they have a toss. Cool sound. They have a, and they whistle when they go up, and then they come down and flutter like a helicopter yeah. slowly. They are cool. <laughs> we have something simple like I that, know. and inexpensive, and tons of fun. I, I Usually I get out of breath because I'm running chasing <laughs> them. You know, If you shoot them straight up, the out-of-condition people can do them longer because <laughs> they'll, they'll come right down into your hand. I think I just shot and one in the And he just shot studio. it off in the studio. <laughs> Hey, everybody, he can shoot it off in the studio, but he can't at we're, Flight Fest. It went behind you. <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> oh, that was good. Uh, it was fun. I got a little um, um, Jason uh, Yerbring, who who made the uh, Fat Hawk, mm-hmm. uh, which is the 3D plane. He tuned it up. He made a couple of recommendations for, to me. I've got a new motor that I actually went and I purchased for it. Um, because I was really, really eyeing those Twisted Hobby uh, Tri-Wing Barons. Yeah. Oh, there were a couple kids that were just flying those things. I'm like, now that is really cool. So he tuned up my Fat Hawk for me and set some rates. And he says, he says basically, he says, on, on my 2S Power, I need a different motor. So I went and I picked up an Emacs. Um, and then we went night flying together too. Um, oh, oh, the, um, the slower uh, arrow. The one, remember the one that sounded really angry? Yeah. Uh, the motor finally gave up the ghost. Really? Yeah. I, I skipped it on takeoff where I had a weak takeoff and I'm like, 
Yeah, that normally a flight goes. Fest? And that was a flight fest. Yeah, I yeah. think I saw that actually skipped off the ground. Yeah, and so it looks like a magnet went. So I ripped out all the lights because it was all lit up, and I stuffed them onto the um, uh, the FT Alpha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that the one where it was hanging off the tips, the lights? Yep. Yep. <laughs> you missed one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it worked it worked you know so it got yeah, me nice flying. Funny. i lost the canopy and i'm like oh well it flies better without the canopy anyhow <laughs> oh, but, you know so i at least got to say check i did some night flying at uh at um flight fest you know and awesome. it's funny because everybody's like you got a night fly and i'm like you know what i am so Exhausted, optically but... my eyes are so physically tired that i'm like doing whoopses the entire time right because like well um roll it over power up roll it over power up and of course, I'm running on like a a, um, a 3S 800, and I've just got enough power to keep it going. And the airframe's all dirty from all this stuff hanging off. And like, woo, cornfield up. <laughs> oh well. There's some people like people were flying at like three o'clock in the morning every night. You know? Did they keep those lights on all night, or did they eventually shut them down? Do you know? Uh, I think I think one stayed on all night. I think mm-hmm. so, one of the generators stayed on for the build tents, which I'm not sure what the call was on that. But I was like, at that point, I'm like, I'm too tired. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was just wondering if people could actually just go out and fly all night. I guess they could, huh? Yeah. There was wow. there was one spotlight that stayed on. I think the, the showroom center, that mm-hmm. light stayed on all night. One night. I know Saturday night at least. Um, you know, and people just flew and flew and flew. I saw you talking Sorry. to Alex uh, Grieve Saturday night. What was your discussion? Yeah. He was night flying or something. I didn't catch the discussion. I was pretty much saying uh, goodbye at that point. But We were talking about the Gremlin, or he, he had his tri-wing out, and he was just saying how much he enjoyed that plane. And that's, you know, I okay. bought the bi-wing in the morning. And he was just saying, yeah, it's great because it's it's small, it's lightweight. It's He says, like, you know, he says, if there were less people in the bill tent, I'd be flying through the bill tent, you know? Oh. <laughs> You know, so That's it's cool. it's. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Like, and we were saying it's it's on par with like flying a um, a vapor, an FPV vapor. He says, oh, really? yeah, same principle, Sweet. but more rudder authority. For really? His yeah, because it's two oh, S as well versus yeah. one S. So no, so that that's one. Did you buy that before you seen it fly or after you seen it fly? After. Oh, I okay. talked to him like months ago, so mm-hmm. I just I I you know I'd seen all the videos. Definitely was on my hit list, but it was like you know the the shipping cost more than the plane. Yeah. Who sells that again? I missed it in our conversation. That's, video that's aerial system. Video aerial. Yeah. So Alex okay. Alex makes it. So okay, cool. and it, you know a bunch of us picked him up. Uh, I know Eddie's got one. He's got his built up and everything and ready to go. Just has to put his power into it and everything. And I'm gonna slap a little. I'll, I'll build mine next couple of days. Throw some color onto it and it's ready to go. And in theory, it should be slow enough to fly it in the yard. You know, I know the, I know my little vapor will fly in the yard, but you know, you get a good gust of wind and you know, you're going down, especially with the one. Better than the UFX Radiant in Chris's yard. Like I was doing. No, No. (laughs) I assume it's better than that. And this will have FPV. Awesome. This will have FPV. So, you know, it it should theoretically be able to slow down and, you know, go underneath the trees and all that. So it it will be interesting. I didn't realize that thing was as slow as a vapor. Now you have me interested. I am too, actually. Yeah. Huh. Turning radius is really good. He says a tri-wing can fly even slower, mm-hmm. but because the way, the way the wings are set up, you get into a turn and, and it bobbles in a turn kind of thing. Mm. So he says the, the bi-wing will, will fly a little better than the tri-wing. So I'm like, oh, I'll try it. 
Now, when did that Worst run case. you? I didn't even see that at his station. I think it was like 25 bucks. Oh, wow. We might have to get some, Mike. I, I wish I would have saw it. I was so focused on the antennas. I didn't even look at other things at his display there. You know, yeah. I and I have the servos, little two, two five-gram servos. I've got ESCs and I've got motors, right? So, mm -hmm. little 1306. And everybody's, of course, running the hotter 4,000 kV motors. Mine are like 2,300 kV. Mm -hmm. I'm like, ah. Not going for speed here, and the little two S battery, and off you go, right? So, oh man, you got me. Eat. You got me intrigued. We Andre. Got those. Dang it! Where yeah. was you when you were making that purchase? You needed to grab oh, us real quick. <laughs> Radius <I>, in. <laughs> you guys know how my schedule was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> finding you is like finding a needle in a haystack. <laughs> Well, eh, you know, there's some good, some good pictures of Chris and I doing exactly that. Yeah. <laughs> Flame Farmer Nadell. You get, do you wagon. have a rough idea how many bales of straw you guys put down? Because I know like... Well, we had the big round ones. We the, did a couple too. The day yeah. me and you were there, we had a hundred. And then yeah, you had... We did, yeah, we did that truck out. I think we had about 500 in total that weekend. Whew. Wow, that's a so, lot of straw. And, and, so and that's not including I, the big round ones, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, that's, that's not the big round. Awesome and cheap. Um, but the bales, like we did, we did on the first day, they had the trailer loaded in the back lot, and that had 250. Mm -hmm. And then we got the other truck, then we got another 100, and then I think the truck had 100 and something or something, you know. And so, yeah. I probably slung that weekend. I want to say I slung 150 bales of hay or straw personally, you know. Yeah. But it was, yeah. you know, but it was like when we did the flight line, it was I couldn't get them. We we were running the Gator, and eventually we switched over from the Ranger, sorry, to the to the tractor, so we wouldn't kill John's Ranger. Right. We load up the trailer. People were carrying these things from the back of the barn to the road, that first road that we put down. And oh, I'm like, nah, wow. this is crazy. Oh yeah. Work harder. Yeah. And I couldn't. We couldn't get. We couldn't turn around, load up, and come back fast enough because people were just ripping them apart and putting them down. It was awesome. I think we beat out that that whole stretch from east to west in in under an hour easily. Who, who had an allergic reaction? It was it Patrick Murphy? Oh, it's Patrick. Patrick Murphy had a bad he found re reaction. One, he found the one bale that had like poison oak or ivy or something. Oh, that's in it. right. He must have rolled around in it. You know, I'm like I. Well, I think he said he was allergic to some kind of oil. It might not have been poison. I later saw on one of his his uh, posts, but uh, yeah. he was definitely allergic to something pretty badly. Yeah, yeah. It looks like you know he he was romping around in yeah. the uh, in the barn. Yep. <laughs> so. Bad. And what yep. pe what people didn't realize too, with all that mud there, one of the big problems that you, you ran into is you couldn't get the garbage trucks in. You know, luckily, you know, you had all the porta johns you had to get, you know, cleaned out on a daily basis. So that really kind of threw Dang a big wrench. Oh, and especially yeah. with your volunteers, you know, you had to get a whole crew to get, you know, all that trash cans out of there and take them all the way out front so the trash could get. I mean, it was a whole lot logistics thing going on there to get that stuff handled with the mud because nothing was getting in and out of that for three days. No, we were adapting and, and running. And it was funny because I said in my meeting, it was like, you know, I do this and I learn. And it was funny because out of the blue, I was asked for, do you have any bus drivers? And I'm like, what? <laughs> bus drivers? You know, like, yeah. Exactly. And, and so I learned that if I asked the question, you know, if I just said, hey, you know, is someone qualified to do this? And bang, three hands right away. So we had Andy, we had Jeff, and I think it was one other guy that was, and they were they drove because we had uh, when we paused bringing traffic in on Thursday, I want to say, 
we had people, we were like, we were putting them at the stadium and we, we, we bought a, we rented a bus and that's people got back there. That's how they, we, we brought them in and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then we had the shuttles picking them up, moving them and just, and we tried. And like I said, between myself, Austin and Jordan and, uh, you know, and, and everybody at the flight test crew, we were adapting our plans on the fly. Like we, we would have a quick meeting going, okay, here's what's going on. What can we do to do? And, you know, all of us are hot. We're exhausted. We're slamming back water, and and no one no one lost their cool. No one lost their heads. Everybody was like, "Okay, give me a minute to think about this. I need a strategy." Mm-hmm. And and so the garbage was, yeah, I need someone. You know, like we we ran Austin and Austin and I were doing stuff. You were doing stuff, and it was like we're, we're Austin for Austin and I. It was like we're running ourselves, and we shouldn't be because we can't adapt. We we'd have to stop what we're doing to go and fix another problem, right? And so it was like, okay. You know, so we'd get people going, and then once once something would get going, people would just jump on. Oh, they're doing this, and what we learned for infrastructure was really funny. Um, uh, even even when we did finally get the garbage trucks to go through on Saturday, I think Saturday afternoon, it finally got dry enough that we were like, "Why why are we hauling the cart trucks can come through?" So we just yeah. had the garbage truck go through, um, and and we just you know kind of just started working but we took notes and measurements because there was between the expo tent and the volunteer tent and the, mm-hmm. the stem tent where the pegs went in mm-hmm. it was too narrow they yep. could, we couldn't even get the truck through so the trailer and tractor through was too narrow so it was like okay revision on the next design yeah. and we also made some laneway adjustments because the way we parked the vendors and the and the concessions they were on top of each other yes. and it was like this idea looked good on paper, mm-hmm. but the egress for for the vehicles just to get stuff yeah. in and out was wrong. Right. So that was like, okay, we took a note there. Yeah. But you're right. It was just every time was something would come up, we're adapting. We're moving traffic around. And at one point, I had three gates going. I had east, west, and then one down on Lee Road, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I had shuttles responding to that. And then the bus going. And it was mm-hmm. just like, you know, we're just – it was adapting and adapt and overcome. And I had a really good – solid crew behind me that I could say, here's what we're doing. And I had people like, you know, Eddie who was on his phone and text him, Eddie, I need resources. And Eddie would go round something up because I couldn't get back to the bill tent fast enough. Yeah. So it was, um, it was, yeah, from that perspective, it was crazy, but exciting at the same time just to do it. And it's funny because I've been asked offline, I got a whole bunch of super notes and now it's like, okay, tomorrow morning, Monday, I go back to work and I climb back into that box where I'm not doing anything crazy like this. I'm just like plugging mm. away at my normal day to day job. And it's like, oh, it was hard to come down from all that. Yeah. You know? and yeah. Especially earlier in the week. I got home and I was like, wow. It was like I was exhausted, but I wasn't ready for it to be done kind of thing. Right. Hey, I know one thing I wanted to talk about and I dropped the ball on this. It's completely my fault. Now, Mike, you already know because I, I I talked to you about. It, but before Flight Fest, we were going to incorporate the Bigfoot suit. <laughs> now I know you didn't want to wear it, but I had tons of volunteers that <laughs> were very willing to get in the Bigfoot suit. One had to leave early. So the plan was kind of uh, Patrick Sean Murphy was like, "Hey man, I, I'd love to get in the Bigfoot suit." <laughs> so obviously, uh, I'll never forget Baloo coming. Oh yeah. <laughs> He, he would have been it. another good one we could have put in. Uh, you know, we were real, really kind of busy uh, Thursday, Friday with everything in the mud and getting people in and out. So my intention was to, to bring it Saturday. Well, unfortunately, uh, Patrick had to leave early. He had a little issue going on at home, and he had to venture out early. And I was 
bummed that he was leaving and also bummed because he was the woman going to put on the Bigfoot suit. Oh, my gosh. <coughs> Excuse me. Anyway, dummy me. I should have just put it in the car anyways <laughs> because Saturday we were chatting with Frank and Frank goes, why don't why didn't you bring it? And I go, what do you mean? He goes, I would have put on that Bigfoot suit in a heartbeat. And if anybody uh, knows tall, Frank, Frank's about 6'4 and he's a big dude and he would really play up the part. And he goes, do you know how much fun that would be to be hiding in the corn and somebody during crashes combat. and well, you see combat? He said the first yeah. one that wrecks, I'd run out. Bigfoot comes plane. running out of the corn, grabs a plane, and disappears back into the corn. And I'm like, oh my gosh, classic! He had the greatest idea. Great, I go, I'm such an idiot. And there was even that little window. I was like, maybe I should remember. I was like, yeah, maybe I, maybe I had to go home and get it. Maybe I should just run home and get it. That his idea that like the first combat. Yeah, the comes first. Out, one just crashed oh bigfoot's like out and grabs a plane and disappears <laughs> i'm like that is a fantastic idea <laughs> that shoot oh. is so cheesy you guys do not realize how cheesy that costume is <laughs> it's so bad oh uh, my gosh people would be like is that a gr- that's a gorilla not big well, what would have been funny <laughs> easily tell what would have been funny is everybody would have been looking around looking for you and there you would have been on the flight line going wait mike's over there who's, who's in the bigfoot suit it's not mike oh my gosh so i, I dropped awesome. the ball that on that. Been awesome. i should have just threw it in the car ah oh, so bummed about that but what a fantastic idea so I don't know. We'll have to come up with something next year, maybe. I don't know. And I, I, I got to know Baloo a little bit better this year, and I, I, I swear he owns like a chocolate store. Yeah, he had some. <laughs> the one evening, Saturday night, yes, he just went on. Andre was with us, and I think a Frank was with us too, and. And we're sitting around the campfire, and you're passing chocolates around like it's like a wine party or uh, something. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. It was all awesome, but I never saw. He just kept pulling this chocolate out. Like we're all like just little kids just stuffing our face with all this chocolate. And everything he had was fantastic. Like even even Andre, we're driving by, we're unloading Tom. straw. Here's Baloo. He's passing. Here, have some chocolate while you're just passing. Which his straw. name is Tom? Is it Thomas Walder? Is Tom. that- yeah. 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 Okay. Just yeah. to give him a shout out. Yeah. It was great seeing you. Oh my gosh, we had some laughs. He had the Kinder Eggs flavored chocolate, but they were frozen. And it was just, mm. you know, Chris and I are on the on the wagon, we're hot, and it was just like, oh, frozen oh, chocolate. <laughs> he was passing chocolates around. Oh, it was great. Um, let's see here. What else I got what on the list? Ice oh. cream, right, Chris? Huh? Almost as good as the ice cream. <laughs> yeah, we won't talk about the ice cream. We can't get into that too much, but I did miss the ice cream guy. Yeah. I'm really bummed. Well, you know I do. Yeah. <laughs> the hard ice cream. Even though I did go get some of the other ice cream, I had to go hide. Oh, well. <laughs> I see nothing. Yeah. You know. um, hey, what about uh, Joshua Orchard flying the Brigati? Because I think originally he wasn't gonna fly it. He, you know, brought oh. it and was showing it off yeah. and did a build, build, whole build thing on it at the build tent. Uh, but I don't know if somebody talked him into it. Or well, he did it, but he was nervous, and oh, I would dude. be nervous too. That's a huge, huge amount of uh, <clears throat> community onlooking pressure. I guess is a good, good way to describe it. I don't even like flying there. Period. Like just. <laughs> couple of us going out here's josh orchard who built this just phenomenal airplane from scratch 
it's has unbelievable counter rotating counter rotating props, props reach i mean this thing is unbelievable i wouldn't have flown it there is no way and literally um Josh Bixler and the flight test crew, they actually did a little, th obviously I think there's going to be a video about it and it'll probably be on their, on their uh, YouTube channel here sometime soon. I would imagine did a little interview with them and everything uh, brought it out to the flight line and here's, they, they shut down the flight line. Mm -hmm. Josh would say, I didn't even realize they were going to shut down the, the flight line for him, but they did. And I understand why it's a big, beautiful airplane that flies really they fast. A ton of work into it. And they shut down the whole flight line. So here's, Mr. Orchard standing there with everybody, like every, I was like, there's no way I would have, like you said, folded like a cheap lawn chair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the, they tried the first couple takeoffs. It kind of nosed over a little bit. They had it on the, uh, the runway and he finally got this thing off the ground. Yeah. I think Bixler kind of pushed it. A yeah. Little he kind of held it a little bit, got the power the up and then yeah. gave it a little shove and they got it in the air. Now when he made it and I watched the video, like, I was nerd. My heart's pounding. I'm yelling at the, oh, no crash. Well, you know, and he gets this thing in yeah. the air and everybody's watching him. And he's just doing these fast circuits. It was unbelievable. And then when he gets ready to land, you yes. got to this part. And then he comes around. Uh, he's trying to set up to land. And I guess. And we all noticed it. I guess over the weekend, what he was saying was uh, with we had super high humidity. Like it was in the 90% all weekend or all four days we were there and the balsa was swelling up a little bit and he was actually even having trouble with the, the retracts, you know, coming all the way up or going all the way oh, down. Oh, okay. Sticking, gotcha. Yeah. And he was even sanding it before the demo, I guess. He was finding some sandpaper. To oh, try really? To get try rid of that friction. Yeah. That rubbing. So here he is. He's doing his circuits. He's like, okay, it's time to land. I seen him on on the downwind leg. He comes around. I see the gear down. I thought both of them were down, Andre. And, and he comes we around, saying, turns no, base, and comes across final. Only one landing gear was down. And we were all just like, oh, oh no. man, he's got to try to get this thing down with, with one landing gear. Oh, this is just going to be epic. Makes a couple more circuits and, and cycled the it. gear. And luckily, both of them decided to come down. So gear down and i believe he i'm not can't remember if he even used flaps or not i think he, he didn't even use the flaps but he comes around and it looked like this thing wanted to tie to kind of tip stall a little bit and it looked like he yep. lost control for a second i mean my my heart's in my i was like oh my god it's going down it's going kind of like the maiden when he did it you know mm -hmm. i thought it was going to crash but he saved it did another go around and, and brought this thing in and and got it down on the ground and landed it and i was just like wow ended well wow it was impressive, <laughs> really impressive. So you got to give it up to Joshua Orchard. That was a huge project, and you know, a little shout out to Hobby King. They they came on board and gave him all the parts. I think mm -hmm. for the motor like and ESC quickly too. He yeah, said within two days, he yeah. Had the parts. So, so he um, was giving them a big kudos. And anybody that doesn't know Joshua Orchard, he's a huge, big scratch builder. Loves to build anything from scratch, and every year he seems to do some kind of big project. You know, was it the second year he spent the whole flight fest in the build tent building um a float plank was it a what was that it? was last year was it last year yeah building his his scratch built plane to fly it on the last day his whole time was spent there so it was kind of cool at least this year you know he got to enjoy flight fest a little bit more he had a pre-build and hang out <laughs> with everybody because the guy yeah, looked I like he right. was, i think that was 2015 because there was a running joke there was a picture that came up and my comment was you know, we all made sure that someone fed Josh. <laughs> yes. I mean, he never left the build tent ever. Um, so it was fantastic. I'd love to see that thing 
It was two. Yeah, Ben says it was two. Uh, no, two that was years, two yeah, years ago. Wow. Yeah. 2015, so, Mudfest 1. Mudfest 1, yeah, yeah. I kind of mentioned at the campfire, we need to have Frank on the podcast. He's full of knowledge. And just seeing all his comments, oh. he's. I said, we'll have to get him yeah. on one of these times and have him share some of his stories. I know he's got he, He's got some. some good craft stories. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. So and, we'll, and we'll have one, to get you on, buddy. One thing poor Frank is he, he loves the Radians and he's been through like a couple Radians and XL. Oh, and that was the other thing. He borrowed... He was all bummed out. He he he, he drove up on Saturdays. Radians, I guess, are all wrecked. He was all bummed out because he couldn't fly in the Radian fly-in. So he was going to buy a Radian here, couldn't find one. And I got him all hyped up because I thought Dave bought one. I'm like, oh, they're here, they're here. I'm telling you, we can get we can get you one. And if I would have really known he was coming and everything, I, he would have been more than yeah. welcome to fly one of mine. Sure. Borrows a buddy's radian before, and it must have been was it Friday night then that this happened, or, or was it early Saturday morning? I don't, I don't remember. Anyway, he decides, you know, get it whether he had to buy into his radio, whatever, but he wanted to get a flight on it. Takes it out before the radian fly that night or, or that morning, takes it out and gets a lockout and crashes his buddy's radian. Oh, he was that's like, hard. I mean, just destroyed it. Saturday morning, he did this. <laughs> so poor Frank. I mean, you know, jeez, three radians. Three <laughs> you know, I mean, I, Toast. I don't know what to tell you, buddy. I, I don't mean, think he's getting the full effect of radians. Maybe flight. we should do a. <laughs> I don't think he's. I think we almost need to do a GoFundMe for Frank to get him a new radian. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. Well, we'll have to make sure we put a note out to whoever's being the suppliers next year that they should have at least you know several radians brought yeah. and stock. I Funny. can't believe that there were no radians there, and there was a lot of uh, vendors there selling Horizon Hobby yeah, products, correct. and no radians. Even none of the yeah. new one anything. They wouldn't have kept them in stock. No, no. I no really don't so, think they would have. I know it was a couple of years ago, but like. We would walk around, and the hot ticket item was that little um, little DLG, right? From, from oh yeah, the Whippet, the Whippet. So, yeah. what, was there a hot product this year? Uh, not that I can think. Of. Here was a funny thing: is they were actually selling, and they had them there. Flight test had them, and there was another, I think, vendor there selling the Expert there. But oh, I yes. didn't see. I seen a guy had I one. I, one. I think I talked to another guy. I never seen one fly there I didn't while I was there the whole weekend. Of course, I wasn't out on the flight we line on much, the flight line. but I never seen one fly. And that's one thing I want. And again, that was one of the things I, I was hoping Horizon would do demos with and, and take some of their, their... Oh, good point, Frank. The hot item there was the Strix, Strix from ReadyMade. And that's, the, that's the, the high wing FPV ship, correct? Uh, well, they, they make a wing... The oh, so FPV the wing, yeah. ship, and then the uh, the go- was goblin. It the goblin, yes, yeah. and the goblin. I, I did see that fly; it looked phenomenal. I didn't see the wing fly, but I know that they were there. So yeah, that that is a great point. The sticks were they were selling those left and right. Go ahead. Did you have something yeah. to say, Andre, or no? Well, for flight test, I think it was the the, the cub, their little yeah. cub. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, the other thing I wanted to mention. And we seen this, I think it was Saturday. A guy walked by with one of those um, Strix from Ready Made RC, and it was the high wing FPV ship. 
Yeah. He augered this thing in the, the was gr- that the with the orange plastic? Yes. Okay, I know yes. what we're talking about. Man. He augered this thing into the ground so hard, like he said it was sticking yeah. in the ground, literally. Like, and nice. of course the the wings were destroyed and it, it was pretty beat up, but that plastic Fuse. fuselage held up. I, I had a few little it. stress marks in it. But man, to do what it did, yeah, I, I was surprised how well that held up. I couldn't believe it. So I was really impressed with those those products that yeah. they're selling. All you had to do is get what new wings, I think, mm-hmm. which would be nice. easy. Yeah. yeah. Did you did you see it, Andre? After he crashed, I've seen it before. I didn't see the crash, but I've seen that airplane before. I looked over it when I was in May. I looked at it when I was at uh, flight test headquarters. I looked it over and I liked that. And it's like it's one of those things where, when it comes time, if I ever kill off the the uh, Bixler two. Um, definitely would look that route because that opened that fuselage you know and think about landing on snow and ice and mm-hmm. stuff like that I'd hold up perfect Absolutely yeah perfect yeah oh, i'd like love to get one from them i mean i like them all the, the fpv that's a good wing. idea because if i ever retire my sky surfer it yeah be a good yeah. option for me as oh well. absolutely yeah. great fpv that platform and their wings look nice too but i i'm 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 topped up for wings yeah <laughs> Yeah, I, I kind of agree. Um, yeah, the wing looks phenomenal, and uh, the, I didn't the, see the wing. I you didn't think. see the wing? Well, you seen it up at the Toledo show. They had the wing up there. We I just got it. the orange center fuse. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. But there was a few goblins cranking around there, and them things had to be doing hundred miles an hour. They were. I didn't hauling. even see those there. You didn't see them there, but I know what they are. Yeah. We talked about the Toledo yeah. show. You yeah. could hear them. They were very distinct. You know. The Atlas. Thank you, Frank. Yes. Yeah. Great product. So, yeah, I'd have to agree. That was probably the- Frank, I feel like you should be on the show I now. Know. <laughs> I know. I know, really. That's great. <laughs> yeah, uh, every, everybody's memory is going to be better of the event than mine because- <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, that, that's the thing. <laughs> this year, we were just so busy. I took just, no notes. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, I'm horrible. And and every not not that I mind, don't get me wrong, but every time we would go or whatever, then we end up talking to people. So, you're not paying attention to what you know was flying or- you know, no, no, you know, it was good. I, I can't complain. I did look up in my notes. It's David and Daniel. That David and other, Daniel? Yeah, the little. He had oh, his brother? Hat. Yeah, he had a Bigfoot hat on, remember? Oh, that's <laughs> right. We tried to buy his Bigfoot hat off <laughs> it of him. It was from like the yes. truck, I think. Yeah. But they picked it up on the way. And there was there was a running rumor, Mike, that you were the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. No, I was not. <laughs> <laughs> I did see it, though. <laughs> that would have been funny. I don't know who was doing that. That was awesome. That was cool. Oh, Do you my God. Know, it yeah. looked like he didn't know where he was going because they had people like guiding him. <laughs> it was so funny. Yeah, I don't like, think it was like, like in the movie when he just stumbles and crashes through things. <laughs> In the middle of the night, he showed up at the far end uh, by the cornfield. He was like, oh, here we go. He was lit up. It was an inflatable costume, but it it was lit up as well because I noticed that in the evening he was walking around. Yeah. That was funny. I'm like, here comes it. We're just chilling, you know, with our friends at the camp camp area. And I'm like, there's the Stay Puft Marshmallow. I know. He's coming our way. Look out. (laughs) The only and the only scary thing I had happened. Um, was Saturday night at like three in the morning. This guy tried to meet in this giant uh, Hobby King uh, cub, and uh, it didn't go well. It did not go well at all, and it crashed near my tent between two other tents and a van. You're kidding. Whoa. No. Three o'clock in the morning. Behind I got out of my line, tent. Obviously. Way behind the flight line, and the guy was like, well, "I guess it was a little tail heavy." And you know, like I talked, I had talked to the guy before, and it was, um, 
you know, I really didn't, you know, I stood there and I listened to them. They didn't hit anything. Nothing happened. So it was kind of like, well, you destroyed your plane. You probably wrecked your battery and your motor. No zero point in me saying anything at that point of the night, yeah. right? But it was just like if something else had happened, the guy would have been liable for any damages to a van or anything like that because it, it was well beyond the flight line and well out of sight, obviously. Yeah. But it was just like, oh. So oh that was the only stupid thing I really had, had caught. That, that Yeah. And I just kind of like stood there, evaluated, and went, okay, I got to go back to bed. You know? But uh, that was it was three just in the like morning. Wow. three in the morning on Saturday. So Sunday morning, essentially. Right? Wow. And it's just like, yeah. Were, were yeah. there many? Why, li- were, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to ask if there was any lipo battery fires. I didn't. I think I saw one. I just wondered if you saw uh, any. There were any. a few. There were a few toasty ones that were beat up and, uh, you know, uh, a, and a couple, yeah, a couple that got shredded up pretty good, I think, but I didn't. Don't think oh, the, we had many issues. The bad That's thing good. was, or the good thing was, it was so wet, you just stuck them in a puddle or yeah. shoved them in the mud. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You have to worry about the True. field catching on True. fire this year. True. And imagine, imagine if we were still dealing with the white foam board. Oh, there would have been a lot gosh. of dead planes by Sunday morning kind oh, of thing, you know? Yeah, for sure. Hey, the other thing I wanted to mention oh, real quick. I should mention too, was you there when Chad Capper, we saw the flying box? No, he was doing a vlog, and it it was he he actually put it on. He might see it on his vlog or whatever. But they had a flight test foam board box that they put their foam board in. Really, and, and they were flying that, and it met all the criteria. He did this back in 2012. He was trying to. Make I remember that. I helped him. He yeah, and we, yeah. It, it was always out of control. I remember that. Well, they had controlled flight with this. Really, and it was so funny because they they had even drew in like it had foam in it, like it was cut on an angle, and it looked like it had foam board in it and stuff. It was so neat. The guy that did this. And he flew it around, had complete control of it, brought it in, and and Chad's like it, it meets all the criteria. You actually did what I was trying to do in 2012, and he he just got a big kick out of it. Was that. that Friday or Saturday? Must have been sad. Might have been Friday because Chad was there Friday. Whenever we did the vlog with uh, Chad or that the, was Friday, Foamy Ninja. Yep, he, it was that day, I think. But uh, he did it, and it looked awesome, and Chad gave him big kudos for that, doing huh. that. But it was pretty neat. Wow. And um, I, I teased him because he had painted whiteboard. I'm like, because it got wet, and it was soggy. Mm-hmm. They, they were there when it was raining. Mm. It's like, it's a little wet. It took a while to dry out. I said, that's because you didn't use the the waterproof foam. Because <laughs> he had white ones uh-huh. painted it. <laughs> yep. I did. It did seem like there was a flying box at the night. I saw it glowing. And I don't it looked know. like a flying box, like a square box. And this mm-hmm. is more of a rectangular mm-hmm. box that holds the foam board in. But right. I didn't get to go up close and see that, but it looked interesting. Hmm. And I'm not sure if it was being powered inside or not. Like his was definitely powered inside. Yeah. He had different weights and stuff. Yeah. So it was pretty neat. Andre, do you know, because I didn't, Mike and I didn't make it back out Sunday because I had another uh, baseball tournament or anything, but the, the big, huge plane that they were working on in the build, the, it, it never like made it. it. Didn't make it. Yeah. Oh, it really? Made it. No, they they ran into issues. I guess there were some technical issues, and it just it didn't work. So yeah, mm. yeah. Because I think Finley was helping out with that, and other people. I yeah, heard, like all oh, they're working on yeah. this big project, and I didn't even go to investigate. I saw big parts in mm-hmm. it one time. Yeah, it was huge. It was but a, I, it was never... a big wing because we had to we had to knock it down for for uh, disposal. <laughs> oh wow! So it was in the stem tent, but I oh, guess wow. yeah, they we, actually we, disposed of it then. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they took off uh, all the parts, everything they needed. So, yeah. no, it did not fly. I don't know what the issue was. So, um, you know, hmm. uh, I'm sure if we listen to the guy's podcast, we'll yeah, talk about it. But cares. it looked pretty big. It looked massive, but it just didn't work. Huh. So, hey, yeah. one one last thing I wanted to mention real quick because you, you were talking about Foamy Ninja. Um, or, the tricopter or the bicopter guy? Well, yeah. Chad. Uh, Chad. Something. I can't remember his last name. He built this tricopter that was like – I don't. I don't even know how it, it. It wouldn't fit on this table. That's how big it was. It like David Vindistol would be batteries, and it, it looked like it was uh, inspired by Vindistol's design yeah. a little bit. So after we after we were doing our little uh, Albi fly, he come he brought the thing out, and I seen it. And and again that that large it scared scale, me. It, yeah, anything that can chop my head off <laughs> scares me. <laughs> Helly. So even Adam Drainer's. And I we were all like, step back. Yeah, we're like, getting out of the I, way. It's cool. I like seeing it, but I'm going to watch it from a distance, you know. And supposedly after I talked to him. He, he did do a maiden because I saw a video of it. Oh, you did yeah, get to see it? Yeah, where he was hovering with RC Sailors, I think it was. He flew it the day before, didn't have any problems. So this was actually his second, second. flight. Yeah. Um, and we stepped way back and we watched this thing, Andre. And I, I, I don't think you were there. You already headed back, but oh man this thing went up and got wonky and just scared the daylights out of me and just rolled flipped over and smashed into the ground but yeah, wow was too it, far off the ground it was scary i mean huge yeah, huge carbon fiber blades <laughs> i mean this thing i there's no I, if i was flying that thing it would be yeah, 100, 100 yards, yards out, out from the yeah. flight line yeah but I guess he did. Uh, he get, did get it up the day before. Yes, got I saw the footage, I and I looked like he was just hovering. Hover. I didn't see him doing it. Well, I don't crazy. think I'd want to do any more than just hover. <laughs> Holy cow! Yeah. That thing could have mowed the field. That thing was scary. But David Vince will be very. I very saw the RC Sailors were trying that that uh, little scooter that he had. Oh yeah, as well. You know, Chad was trying to do yep. his vlog. No one successfully did. No. I think you were probably the I best tried. one. I'm no, I did terrible. But you did better than what I was seeing on their videos. Yeah, that thing was tough. I forget what that's called. It had a bi wheel under it, like a unicycle. Yeah, type, but mo powered motorized yep. electric. With a gyro in it. Yeah. Yep. That thing was tough. It, it had to be tougher than it looked because he it made was. it look easy. I know. Like, it's probably not easy yeah. at all. Um, Anything else, Andre, you can think of? Flight Fest? I'm trying to rack my brain here. Oh, just, just you know, the... I, I can't say enough about some of the people that that, that were there. There, you know, there there are a couple of people that just were were stand up. There was a gentleman Chris, uh, and he was like my drill sergeant out the gate. You know, put people oh, yeah. where they had to go, and just kept his cool the entire time, and just you know reminded people to be pleasant. And then of course, you know, and enough can't be said about John and Diane Fury. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. Jeez. You know, I I was just like I'm like get people off the damn runway mm -hmm. <laughs> you know get off john's runway yeah really happy we didn't have to establish anything on that uh you know and park anybody anywhere um but uh, you know and just uh, in just talking to them when i was leaving and it was like okay and, and of course all the flight test guys who just everybody worked their hard i felt bad leaving um earlier on monday than i had anticipated mm -hmm. uh, but i was so tired sunday night i was so tired that it was just, i think I hit, I hit a wall about five or six o'clock and i was like i was done i had nothing left in the tank mm -hmm. i'm like i you know it's so a monday morning we got lucky there was no bad weather the tents were dry so everything got you know taken down and uh, i think we martin and i took off at about 10 i 
wanted to stay another two hours, but the guys were like, look, you know, you still have to eat, mm -hmm. and, you know, another hour of work is not going to make a difference here. So get out of here. So we drove home, took our time getting home. But, uh, you know, I can't say enough about the people that have helped and my volunteers were just super, 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 super. So yeah. yeah. Still fun. fun. Definitely. It was yeah. still fun. It was diff definitely a different flight fest. Like we talked earlier, but I still enjoyed yeah. it. And again, some of these people we only get to see once a year. Yeah. So to and get everybody together and just hang out and talk and catch up and yeah. have fun. And uh, I don't know if we mentioned it either. Big shout out to Big Ben, too, who cooked all that oh, food. Yes. Thank you. Was that Saturday night? I mean, he, uh, yep. him and um, uh, Dan. Um, we had pulled pork, I know. Spawns. Spawns. Did the fries. Did the fries. He and was they, sitting there just pulling the pork. Oh, I was like, dude, do you need any help? He's like, no, I love doing this. That, that was pure... Yeah heaven with the fries and the and the pulled pork and we all got together and just sit down and eat and hang that was fantastic fantastic yes, yeah. so thanks to those guys we really appreciate thank that thank you for feeding us um I oh and the pie. pie they had uh was it rhubarb yeah, I pie i think i didn't eat I it had either. strawberry rhubarb yep and that, <clears throat> so that was that was the funny part because it was like i sat i would sit down and i'm like oh this is bad this is really <laughs> bad if i sit I know. I'm, I'm done I know. But, uh, it, was, it was a good physical burn. But uh, definitely next year, um, I got to bring less planes. <laughs> yeah. You know, one thing real quick I, I did notice since you guys did Flight Fest West, there was a few people there that we normally see every, you know, we seen the first three years at Flight Fest yeah. East that weren't there probably because they went to Flight Fest West that I was a little, you yeah. know, not I understand and why some they people didn't. are mentioned going to Florida and stuff. Yeah, so there was a few people there that I look forward to seeing that uh, weren't there this yeah. year. So, um, of course, yeah, the, the, the nature we were expecting <clears throat> actually it wasn't as bad as we thought because we still set a record for the number of pilots. And, yeah, you know, I think we're pretty well. Um, what was that? We're number? at capacity. Uh, I think it was twelve or thirteen hundred pilots. Yeah, yeah. I was going to so. say if it gets. Any bigger, really? Have to find another yeah, venue yeah. or somewhere yeah, else yeah, to exactly. handle it. You're at your limits. Yeah. So, so I think uh, I think we're gonna. I think they have to cap it just because mm -hmm. you know the facilities can't take much more. And, you right. know, and it was just you know because that was the first year I saw the flight line from end to end. I mean, there was <laughs> literally end to end. in yes. the end and from I mean the width of it. Holy cow! Yeah, man. And that that, that was three tarps laid down, uh, and I know that because I rolled them up. <laughs> wow. Uh, that was wow. good. That was a good run. Yeah. It was fun to do. Uh, no, it wasn't fun, but just, you know, but, but we made actually, and we made some little changes this year. We didn't do this. All the stakes were T post metal T post, which actually came out of the ground really nice. Mm -hmm. And we didn't use the snow fence. Yes. We used the, the, the tape, right? It doesn't look as nice, but boy, is it a lot easier to roll up. So, yeah, I you agree. Know, some, some little minor things, but yeah, overall, despite all the challenges, despite all the craziness, as far as, you know, I'm concerned, that was a very successful event. Very. So, and, uh, you know, number, number three check, you know? Mm hmm. So there you have it. Mudfest <laughs> 2017, just, you know, with everything that went on, all the rain and everything, it actually turned yeah. out really well. and was really successful. So, yep. Down the tubes, 2017. We'll look forward to 2018, and we'll see where it brings. But a lot of fun. Thanks everybody for you know hanging out with us at Flight Fest, and I had a really good time and seeing all the faces we only get to see once a year. It was fantastic. Yeah. Next year we'll have T-shirts, right? 
you know, I was yeah, we had no like bling. <laughs> we had nothing. Here's <laughs> like, you know the RC, RC sailors. sailors. They're passing out. I got stickers yeah. here and wristbands and, and pins and. and some people had hats and the free fall had and shirts. And, and I had this on where yeah. <laughs> coordinated turns. Um, <laughs> and, like, and I apologize, everybody. I just, with everything that was going on in my situation, I got really behind on everything. And we didn't podcast there for about three weeks. So hopefully we're catching back up. We'll get back on track. And I, I definitely want to try to put out more content for you guys and get the ball rolling. And, you know, we'll see how it goes. So, oh yeah, uh, you know. Minor little setback, but we'll get we'll get back in it. Um, Andre, real quick before we uh, we get out of here, let's see here. I wanted to talk about Horizon. Where are you at? Do, do, do. Nope, that isn't it. Uh, hang on, I'm pulling it up here. Here we go. Uh, they re- and again, I don't. Uh, man, I really wish they would have released uh, that PT17 yeah. at Flight Fest on on a third because they release all everything on Thursday. But anyway, a week later. They decided to put out an E-Flight PT-17 1.1 meter bind and fly basic. And we were just earlier talking about the World War One, you know, uh, biplanes and how we really like them and they look really good. So yep. I was yellow. It is yellow. Ah. And I, uh, I really like the looks of this airplane. It's um, I the, if I was to pick up another plane, the commander was super high on my list. Mm-hmm. Well, this one just jumped right to the top of the list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beautiful looking airplane. I watched the video yesterday. It looks like it flies like a dream. It, you know, you can fly it a little fast and do some aerobatic stuff with it or just, you know, pull the power back and just cruise with this thing. It looks like it might even be better than, you know, the older SE5 or anything. Um, it takes uh, 2,200 to a 3,003 cell, uh, 15 size, 850 kV brushless motor, 40 amp ESC, 9 gram servos. It does have the AS3X and safe technologies in it that you can set up if you want the safe select. Uh, it has mm-hmm. a U.S. Navy inspired replica theme. It is a cool theme, like you said, that bright yellow, and it's got the striped yeah. tail and the and the the big stars on the wings. It's just a beautiful uh, looking airplane. A lot of realism on it with the the motor on the front, molded dummy radio engine, uh, shock absorbing landing gear. I, that I was really shocked to see. That looked nice. Yeah, shocked to see the shocks. Yes, mm-hmm. I was shocked to see the shocks. Here's the cool thing I like about this plane too is a couple of times with the even the Albi or the SE5, if I want to take multiple planes, that biplane takes up a lot of room and it's a kind of a pain in the butt to get the wing off. This thing's really cool because it t- you take the four pins, it's kind of like the SE5 or the Albi, you pull the four pins out of the top wing, top wing comes right off. And then the bottom wing's got two little clips. You just flip them over and the bottom wing pulls right Sweet. off, pull the uh, servo leads and you're good. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Now, are the servo leads, are they built into the wing, do you know? Well, it's just a plug. Just when curious. you pull the bottom uh, wing off, you know, you got the, the leads. It's You just pull it apart. It's a regular servo plug is all it is. Uh, I was going to see if I could pull up some more pictures of it there for you, Mike. It's interesting. They've gone back to the plug and play as well. It's funny because someone asked me about that, and I said, you know what? I would probably still, I probably would still get the AS3X enabled one, and now the fact that it it it's you can throw the switch 
mm-hmm. which is really nice. So they've come along with it. They, they've done what we've always wanted with the AS3X t- technology or the safe anyhow. And it's like, oh, recover. You know, so I think I would still, because for $30 more you get, or it's not even that. It's, for a little bit more you get the, um, uh, the you know, the, the, the technology versus a plug and play, which I have no issue with. So, um, so that's kind of neat. Yeah, no bracing wires. I think they did that just for convenience. I mean, bracing yeah. wires, if you want to put them on a plane, they're very easy to, to add, you know, later. Um, I just think that I like the convenience of being able to pop the wing off, though, if you're mm-hmm. going to carry yeah. more. It's, uh, it's a perfect size airplane to throw in your car. I do yeah. like that also, you know, uh, a 2200 up to a, you know, a th- over a 3000 milliamp battery. So I'm guessing you put a 3000 in there. That thing's going to fly for quite a while if you're just out cruising around. So beautiful looking airplane. I'd love and to get right one. size too. 1.1, 1. 1, 1100 yes. millimeters, you know? Yep. Um, exactly. So this, this thing bounced right up to my list and, you know, September release. So I'm like, Hmm. And the fact that it wings might... come off and stuff as easily as it sounds, I mean, that's huge for yeah. transport. Yeah. Looks like the wheels are big enough. You could take off from grass. They did a, a, in their video. Of course, you got your pilot figure. I'm bummed they didn't have the scarf on him, though. They got to get a scarf yeah. for the pilot guy. A little white scarf, put him on. Yeah, yeah come on, It takes Verizon. two seconds. I know. I know. And it's funny because I had the 3D printed one half done. And I'm like, oh, well, abandon that project because this looks way, you know, and I just, I just like, you know, like you said, after flying the Albatross, you're kind of like, we need a modern bi-wing and mm-hmm. finally, yeah, finally, you know, I mean, I still, I still want a Tiger Moth, but this will take the place of a Tiger Moth really nicely. Oh, I agree with you. I would love to see a Tiger Moth. Oh man, yeah. something really, you know, that can uh, just really putts around in a, in, yeah. you know, a 1.1 meter size. Yeah, but this would do the job really nicely. And, you know, it looks like a plane. You could really have a lot of fun doing touch and goes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yep. So we'll see. I don't know. Exactly. I've got a funny feeling that September this you'll see in addition to the hangar. Ooh. Not that, you know, I don't need more. But like I said, the commander was there and I'm kind of sitting there going, oh, I've got, you know, I've got the low wing, you know, tricycle gear. I've got tons of those with all the warbirds, you know. Mm-hmm. So this, though, this one hits a lot of marks. Uh, it will be interesting to see how authoritative, authoritative, yes, the uh, the lower control surfaces are. But it looks like, you know, obviously it's a more modern plane compared to what we were in the Albatross or the, yes. the SE-5. Yes. But it, I think they've done well. And like the shock absorbing landing gear mm-hmm. and just the look of it and a power 15 motor. Mm-hmm. So... You know, they, they they put the right power plant in too this time versus yes. some stuff like the um, 480 and the other ones. Yeah, uh, Joseph says, yeah, but Dynam has a Tiger Moth, but that's a 4S plane, and it just it doesn't make sense that it needs so much power. It's a Tiger Moth. So. Yes. Yeah, I would. The one I flew years ago that I loved was just a simple 2S. You know, it was an electric or gas to electric conversion. Mm -hmm. It was really light and it was so gentle and docile. I just loved it to pieces. Right. Yes. So. So yes, this one looks good. I mean, yeah, maybe next year we'll push the whole bi-wing thing, Chris. <laughs> maybe <laughs> I mean, I, I you know I was into them there for a little while and I got out of them because nobody's making some good ones and now I'm you know. So if we could get our belly lander warbirds, our yeah. our biplanes, and then of yeah, course our sailplanes, we're 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 set. I think we're those set. three are the ones you'd want to take yeah. to next year's flight fest. Yeah, for yeah. sure. That's so, it. There we go. Set. 
Yep, and maybe a night flyer of some sort. Uh, some of night flyer. Or some one of these, yeah. you know. Speaking of night flyer, one I, I've said this four years in a row, and I've never done it. I have that big giant UFO, UFO. in my yeah. garage for four years. You know, like it's been two, sitting there. It's been well, yeah. And I keep saying, you know, about two months before I go, you know, I to get it out, get it tuned up. Make I never sure it works. Here's the problem with that thing: it barely, barely, barely fits in my car. And like when I was <laughs> when I was camping uh, last year, I really wanted to bring it, but I I, I can't put anything else in the car. That's yeah. it. Yeah, That's that it. It's huge. Yeah, it's a monster. So maybe next year, you know, we'll have to put it in your car, Mike, and we'll pile everything on top of it or something. I don't know. But I, I every year I keep saying I'm gonna take it. And what would really be cool with that is set it up FPV and take it off way out off somewhere, you know, because I have a switch with the lights, have mm -hmm. the lights off. And like as we're did. coming over the field, man, flick those lights on, the UFO lights and them, you know, circling around. Oh, it would be great. But I, I, I've come to the determination, whatever I build, I just want it brighter. I want it silly bright. Yeah. Well, I think that's it. There wasn't really anything new out. Um, nope. And that was Flight Fest 2017. So I think that's it for this podcast. What do you think? Is that good? I yeah. think we've done good. I'm wearing out. I need more coffee. <clears throat> Mike <laughs> wants to uh, get some stuff in his, uh, or work on some, what do you got? Your variometer. Variometer. And, and we want to see if we can bind yours with my radio, maybe make sure it's not yep. a radio issue. All right. Well, there you have it then, and, guys. And I've already been flying, so. Yeah. I <laughs> yeah. Saw. Been out there flying Two days in a row. That's a record for I you, know. isn't it? Yeah. Well, I, I had all kinds of batteries left over from Flight Fest. Yeah. I had to burn up. <laughs> ah, gotcha. Which mine are probably burning up in the basement right yeah. now. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us on Facebook Live. Hope you had a good time. Uh, again, we'll try to get this more on a regular schedule and let you guys know what's going on, I hope. Thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah, RC thanks. After Hours. Hope you enjoyed it. We will be back shortly. And... I guess that's it, right? It is. All right. We'll uh, see you soon or talk to you soon and see you soon. I don't know what I'm no doing. Kidding. I'm done. I'm cooked. <laughs> that's it. I'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.